0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish
2: and Flick,
1: everyone. Swish
3: and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm
1: Katie. And I'm Peggy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And this episode is sponsored by Lexi Trevisan. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you. Thanks, Lexi. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries, a.k.a. S-M-H-F-M-M-I.
1: Can you say that as one word? chapter ever. Smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it would be miyat, like my, you know. So
3: make sure that you have read that chapter.
4: (laughs) She doesn't even try.
1: Nope. And you're ready to froggy jump your way through the details. Ooh, I like begin. that. I like that verb because, for whatever reason, when I think of St. Mungo's Hospital, blah, 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 it makes me <laughs> think of a frog. I'm not lying and I don't know why. Oh, well, that's weird. <sighs> yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> I, I just, that's what I think of like an amphibian, a froggy. What up, frog? Okay. I'm Peggy. All right. <laughs> Do you get why I did that? No. <sighs> Angelica. Eliza. I've seen it Peggy. once. It's part of the song that I make everybody listen to. Ugh. All right. Let's go to Weekly profit. <laughs>
3: um,
4: all righty. I'm actually like later. really regretting the fact that I didn't say I'm Angelica and then Katie could have <laughs> caught on and said I'm Eliza.
1: And she then- wouldn't have caught on. I love you, Katie, but you probably would have been. What? You would have been like,
0: What? I'm You're Katie. 1000% correct. <laughs> <laughs> what's been happening? Like, like the Rugrats? <laughs> 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 uh, what's
4: right. what's so her dog's name? Cynthia. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows that this is a thing. I'm sure that our listeners over in the UK probably know, but every year on September 1st, at King's Cross Station, there's usually a massive gathering at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. to raise wands to mark the departure of the Hogwarts Express. However, this year, obviously, life is quite different. So WizardingWorld.com is putting together a Back to Hogwarts live stream so that People can still do something and avoid the busy station um, and still have celebrations. Because I believe the past couple of years, WizardingWorld.com actually participated in Back to Hogwarts Day at King's Cross. Like last year, they had like a sorting hat that was there. Um, Like, you know how they they redesigned the sorting hat for that like app that they made. Um, and it looked like a, like one long string of like a rag that like formed the hat. And then they put that app out that you could like get resorted. And that's when we all did like our resorting. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so they like had a replica of that hat there last year and they like had a couple things that went on, but it wasn't really anything big. Um, However, at the Back to Hogwarts live stream, which is going to happen on September 1st, they're going to feature surprises and appearances from special guests, including James and Oliver Phelps, Jason Isaacs and Bonnie Wright. Oh, wow. So I thought that was super cool. Yes. Very neat.
1: Well, you know what they say, they being Willy Wonka, the best kind of prize is a surprise. This Truth. is
4: true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, the depth Willy Wonka?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but but I also hope to. that like <laughs>
4: this turns into a yearly thing because <laughs> I hope this turns into a yearly thing because obviously there's only a small portion of Harry Potter fans that can actually participate in Back to Hogwarts Day at King's Cross Station. And like this will be a way to allow the whole world to participate in it mm-hmm. and feel included. So what so, time is
3: that our time? Um...
1: I guess I for know. Eastern if Standard. It leaves, What's at
3: eleven? Google
0: it, Tiffany. In the morning.
1: No. <laughs> what time does it start? You don't tell say? me to Google things.
4: <laughs> <clears throat> I think yeah. Uh, Brittany in the chat says six a.m. I think it is six a.m. I'll Woo. be up anyway. What Wait, time, is that a weekday? A
1: week is that? Yeah. I don't is know. that? A, I think it might be as Tuesday. I'll look, uh, it up. Uh, I'll look at that. Well look at that. September first is a Tuesday. I will be up at that nice. time. So. I'll be up. I'll, I'll stream that. it during it my workout. That,
4: it says that there will also be a special appearance from the cast of Cursed Child before the fan countdown kicks off. Ooh. Well. So. Well, that's pretty neat. Because the because Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in London has officially been delayed until, like, next I February. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So. Better safe. Yeah, totally. I thought that that was really cool, though, and I hope that this is something that they... Um, that Stream they it? do every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no matter, you know, I mean, coronavirus or not, like right. it would be cool to have something like that to uh watch every year on September 1st.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I I think that's going to be a new norm for a lot of things is like streaming it? Things, yeah. 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 I agree. Well, I'm it's, not mad. No, it's it's fun. I also it's just don't not that I don't like people, but I don't <laughs> like people more. So well, I don't like to be around crowds because they, they make me nervous and I don't different. like people touching yeah. me and like, but also it doesn't you know.
0: deter the people who are going to go
1: anyway. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you'll have. Change. Yeah. You'll have people that go and you'll have people that want to watch online. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. really no one would be able to tell if I wasn't wearing pants online. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. True. <sighs> yep.
3: <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what to say to Sasa, so I'm just like It's Peggy yeah, today. Whatever, Peggy. And Peggy.
1: And Do you know Peggy. she's only her name was only sounded like said like five, five or six times in the entire play? Mr. And she's Birch- the sister. Cool. You're welcome for that fun fact. Katie. Yes, ma'am. Hey ma'am, it's time for the recap, non- <laughs> man. <laughs> There's extra, extra extra res. You should have done it if you knew Hamilton. You could have done a Hamilton version of it.
3: It's a r- 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 recap, Mr. Burser. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't have oh these things
0: memorized. That was good. That was good. Uh, that was awesome. Wow, Tiffany. <laughs> okay, Katie. <laughs> that was very good. good. Oh, thank you. All right. Recap time. <laughs> so the DA is doing awesome. Wow. Sweet. And after a lesson before Christmas, Harry gets a little smoochy smooch from Cho. Ron had a good laugh about it. Hermione couldn't be more serious about it. Um, Ron does sober up pretty quick, though, when he finds out that Hermione has a crummy pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to well, bed, think- and Harry has a really all-too-real nightmare. And Mr. Weasley could quite possibly be in trouble. Spoiler, um, he is in trouble.
1: Yes. I, I would like to say, though, I think it depends on who you ask whether or not that pen pal is crummy. I agree with you.
4: Well, I mean, it is crummy with a K.
1: I would yes. say he's yummy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> crummy yum? <laughs> like
0: a crumb cake? Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: I'd enjoy a crumb cake like glass cinnamon. A coffee cake with some co- coffee. I like a coffee cake. All right. So um, I decided to go off script and do something different and just summarize half of the chapter. All right.
3: Oh, I thought you were going to cool. tell me you were going to talk to me about Legend of Zelda today.
1: <laughs> so there's there's this dude. His name is Link. There's this lady Zelda. There's some legend about her. Who knows what it is. There's a lot of legends like, about it. He's got to like do some stuff to like, I don't know, find her and he like sometimes plays a little ocarina of time. Cool. Sometimes he like finds horses and rides them. He's breathing in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> he's breathing in the wild. I don't I don't know a crazy amount of Zelda stuff I will say The game I've played the most I think is the Ocarina of Time Or whatever the old, old, old game was Well, there's older
3: ones than that That's
1: what I'm saying Like, my parents played that a lot When Links I was kid Link to the
3: Past, perhaps Could I like be,
0: when he wakes the
1: wind There you go, personally Such an underrated game So Let's talk about this chapter I will I <laughs> Again, I will not lie I literally started crying When I was reading it Um, the first half of it. (laughs) Tiffany's like, like the whole chapter is like, no, just, just the first half. So McGonagall takes Ron and Harry to see Dumbledore in his office. And Harry kind of tells Dumbledore what he saw and like how he saw it. And Dumbledore pretty much seems to believe him like right away. Um, And then he has a few portraits, go and talk to some people. He sends Fox out to do a job. And then um, the rest of the Weasley children, are then woken up, and with Harry, they all go to Grimald Place, where they find out. Thankfully, Arthur is still alive for now. Um, and then Molly arrives, and then she, they ask. Well, they think she asks Sirius if they can stay for Christmas, kind of to be closer to the hospital. There's a lot. It's, it's not- like. A real sad chapter. It's a
3: very hefty chapter. Yeah. Again, yeah. like I it's genuinely
1: like, well, and I'm like a crier, anyways. But oh my gosh, like those yeah, poor you kids. Was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's very emotional chapter, and it's like
4: all a feeling. deep chapter. I'm already sweating. <laughs> no <A> one. <laughs> of, <you> know, <laughs> it was the whole crux.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and like this is, I think, when mm. it's implanted in not implanted but like so we've talked about dumbledore knowing a lot and i think that he didn't know a hundred percent yet like what was going on with like harry and being connected to baltimore like and i think he was like 99 (laughs) percent sure and he just needed to be like i just needed this one last thing unfortunately to like prove it and then it is proved
4: one more tic-tac nuggets of information i talk about it i have some i have some links we'll get we'll talk about it i think that um you
1: have some links zelda has some links too (laughs) just really one one link zelda has one link yeah actually different links but one link how many link games are there we'll talk about it oh my goodness! why how come there's no legend of link games this oh, is a yeah. story to tell, Sarah. But I feel like he's the one telling it because he's the one you're playing at. He's the one adventuring.
0: I Zola literally sits where cannot.
3: Care. I agree with Sasa. <laughs> <laughs> then you both can leave. <laughs>
1: <Dang>. <laughs> Peggy out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about my I think, main I think man I'm for I'm going to leave as Peggy and come back as someone else. That's fine.
3: That's a good idea, Sarah. You do you, boo okay Harry is so incredibly thankful that McGonagall is actually believing him after you know he tells a small bit of what goes on they're taking him seriously so when she was like let's go to the headmaster he's not hesitating at all he jumps out of bed pulls on his dressing gown and if you don't know what that is it's a robe puts on his glasses and he's ready to go (laughs) McGonagall tells Ron that he should also come, and Ron. I want to point out he's basic. He's like silent shock
1: right now, and rightfully so. Well, really, like I think you don't hear him talk at all in the first half of this chapter. I, I think you're you know correct. what I mean. He d- he's not even
3: addressed until they're in the office after a whole conversation has happened. So. They're leaving. They pass the other boys. They go down the spiral stairs to the dorm, through the portrait hole, down the hall. And Harry's feeling a panic in his chest. He doesn't want his feelings to spill over, but he feels this serious urge and need to run and yell for Dumbledore rather than walk. Like, it's irritating him. And I can understand that. Like, Mm -hmm. especially since he's actually seen this. Um... I wonder you know, how much
1: time has passed. Like realistically. Like, like I wonder.
3: Like they're it's painful to read this and know that it's actually happened mm-hmm. and how slow everything goes.
1: I think like for us, because like for Harry, he probably watched it happen like in real time. Yes. And it sounds like we're cause we're seeing it kind of from his point of view, we're like, um, it seems like it's been forever, but it probably hasn't been as long as we think it has been. It's probably been I would say maybe 15 20 minutes which is still a long time when you've been like attacked but I don't think you know what I mean it's been like as long he probably thinks it's been like an hour which I don't think yeah, I, you know what I mean agree. No
3: yeah but it's still, still, it still it still feels painfully long especially yeah. after the conversation in the office yes. so So like I said he feels the need that he he's got to run he's got to get there fast get there now He has a now. need for speed He has a need for speed and this that's just that's just hairy like mm-hmm. Something's wrong. We're getting there. We're getting there fast. Like, I'm doing this now. Would
1: you say that's a Gryffindor trait? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You see something.
3: Sure. You know something needs to happen. You're going to do it. You're going to do it now. Yeah. Um, Harry keeps thinking about what he saw in his dream, I quoted, via Horcrux. Mr. Weasley is basically bleeding out. And is he poisoned? He doesn't know. They're walking way too slow for his comfort. Harry's also, oh, well, like I said, he's wondering if the fangs that the snake had were poisonous. And then he goes on to wonder, were they actually his?
1: Well, that's got to shake him up, though, because, like, as right now, he's probably, like, you you know when you've had, like, a bad dream and you're still, like, 20 minutes after you've woke up, you're still kind of in it. Mm -hmm. But, like, he just attacked in his dream, but he knows, like, he's like, this happened, like, this is real. Yeah he just attacked his best friend's dad. So he's probably still in that mindset. Like the Horcrux is still like pumping Horcrux juice into his head, you know?
3: Um, Steph in the chat says, I assume McG contacted the order right away too. McG does not actually. No one was contacted until um, just in a second when Dumbledore sends portraits, um, especially uh, Phineas Nigelis to, Grimold Place. Um, So
4: Mrs. Norris, she's back on her stuff. Megan
1: has her hand up. Oh,
4: I'm sorry, Megan. That's okay. Um, I just wanted to, like, talk a little bit more, I guess, about, like, what Harry must be thinking at this time. You know, like, he has had dreams in the past, obviously. We've talked about it in length of, like, him seeing things currently. But, like, this is a whole new level of that Mm -hmm. you know like this is the this is the first time he's actually like the and like the the entity of Voldemort Mm -hmm. right like the POV yeah so like it's just
2: POV person point of
4: view sorry oh okay like he like it's his point of view and he's watching it happen yeah. as the thing that's doing whatever is happening. Um, right. So,
1: so, so like fly on the wall, don't you and me and me, fly on the wall.
4: So like just imagine the things that are running through Harry's mind as to like what could have actually just been happening. Is this a dream? Is this a vision? was there some weird connection where he actually was transported there? Like Harry has no idea what happened. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Two things. First thing does he does he remember or does he realize like that this snake is connected to Voldemort? Cause he's seen a snake in like the, so we've talked about Goblet. this. We talked about this. I think the last episode yeah. with like the difference between like that, that dream that he had, that vision that he was had it Nagini
3: in the graveyard. Well, I don't think he
1: started out in the graveyard. He was. Do you remember he was in the house when Frank got killed, and he sees it almost like a fly on the wall. He sees Nagini come through. Oh no, he doesn't. So so does he make that connection where like he saw this happen, and he sees the snake, and now he's dreaming as the snake?
3: Does he connect the two snakes? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know either. I feel like he doesn't either. And he definitely doesn't know who Nagini is. He just because yeah. he says a
1: giant snake. Yeah. 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 There's another thing I was going to say, and I forgot what it was. Megan, what did you stop with?
4: Just that, like, is is he thinking, like, did I just, like, transport oh, somewhere?
1: Well, I'm thinking, like, because, you know, with the Oh, yeah, world, he thought that. There's so much... Like, he didn't know he could talk to snakes, you know what I mean? Like, oh, right. whatever. Like and yeah. there, So there's so many things that, like, maybe he's thinking, like, that's something that can actually happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you just feel
4: so in the dark about, like, mm-hmm. what this could have been. Because yeah. even,
1: like, the last chapter, it talks about, like, he... It mentions something about him, like, constantly almost being surprised every every year but like with things that happen in the wizarding world and things that could happen but at the same time he's like now that every year he's becoming more and more of like a wizard more so so he's learning these things so he's being less surprised yeah Yeah. but maybe this is one of those things where he just doesn't know like maybe that was probably foreshadowing to be like he's gonna have this dream and he's gonna think like it possibly was legitimately him you know yeah is because he doesn't know because maybe he's even contributing it to being able to talk to snakes you know what I mean like maybe he thinks that's like connected being like I can speak to them maybe there's some way that I could be I, connected to one is this just I would fantasy? yeah <laughs> I would
4: come to that conclusion especially
0: when like <laughs> your anxiety is spiraling mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. already
4: has like massive issues thanks to the end of Goblet yeah like, we, uh, we've talked about this endlessly too like He has PTSD. Mm -hmm. He has Mm -hmm. depression. He -hmm. has anxiety. Like, he Mm -hmm. has all of these things. So, like, of course, his mind is going to spiral. Well, it's about to get worse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's go into it.
1: man. I just feel Um, for him, that's all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Hurry. He needs to get over himself. Oh, my gosh.
3: (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, Mrs. Norris, back on her BS, and she's hissing at him as they pass by her, and McGonagall goes, shoo! And I like that she's like, another. and Mrs. Norris slunk into the shadows, and I said, this makes me giggle, because Mrs. Norris, she didn't really put up a fight, and I said, I wonder if Cat recognizes Cat, and they're semi-cool with each other, Probably, you know?
1: <laughs> I bet. I they probably they have tea parties when they're both, you know, hanging out as cats. True. Having furball parties, I don't know, whatever cats do. That's...
3: Not fun for cats, but. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Furball party. <laughs> I'd
1: like that. Maybe. <gasps> party. Maybe they like throw furballs at Umbridge or knock all of her things down. That's what I like oh, to think that'd happens. Be awesome.
0: You know, that would Mrs. be a cat party. Mrs. Uh, Norris
1: and McGonagall they team up and they go, knock some stuff off you Hanging know. from torches. Over tea <laughs> some tea. Overturn some tea. You all right? No. Okay. good <laughs> Her hand oh. um,
4: I liked what Jen said in the chat that Mrs. Norris was probably knitting with her opposable thumbs in the shadows. I mean, all she signs out. point to yes. yes. Someone says, yeah. "Do you
1: think McGonagall is a
4: polydactyl?" <laughs> mm. Mm, yeah, because oh. she's a human and she has opposable thumbs. Oh, do they do But maybe you can she ties worm? herself up? Now we've got McGee. Maybe and Mrs. she tied Norris Mrs. Norris up <laughs> with her thumbs in cat form. <laughs>
1: That's just yeah. one of the games they like to play. They like to tie each other's tails up.
3: <laughs> so they're <laughs> at the stone gargoyle, and the password is fizzing whizby to gain entrance. What's a fizzing whizby, you ask? Well, folks, <laughs> it's a popular magical <laughs> suite made by Queen Bee. They are large sherbet balls. I like to say sherbet sherbet or sherbert. It's sherbet. There's no R. Sherbert. Don't even get me started. (laughs) That will cause a person um, to float a few inches off the ground. Oh, cool. I enjoy this. You know, I I have a bone
1: to pick with the Wizarding World in Orlando. That doesn't happen when I eat their fizzing whisbies. What the heck?
3: I don't know. Dried billywig stings are rumored to be one of this sweet's ingredients. This idea is supported by the fact that being stung by a billywig will make a person levitate for a short period. Although fizzing whizbies were one of his favorite sweets, when Harry Potter learned they might contain animal parts, he wrote in his copy of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them that he would never eat them again.
1: Who, Harry Potter said this?
3: Yeah, it's in the book where that Ron and Harry oh, right? and in Ron it. have
1: their little inscriptions. Yeah. It's very um,
3: cute. We did an episode on it. You should I never bought.: the, it.
1: I bought the... Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I bought the ebook. book <laughs> Anyway. Megan. Uh, I just want to say gosh, that. My gosh, you hand-happy tonight.
4: Sorry, the fizzing Whizbees <laughs> at Universal are delicious. I highly recommend them. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, she's you, lying. They're horrible. But do you levitate, oh, I'm bro. just kidding. They're not bad. Yeah, in my head, I do. Okay. My spirit (laughs) levitates. My spirit levitates. That's such a Katie thing to say. (laughs) Is is it like when you drink Red
1: Bull, it gives you wings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wings.
4: The
3: gargoyle sprang to life and leapt to the side, and the wall behind it split into two, and a stone staircase was revealed. And this part I didn't remember. So it moved continuously upward like a spiral staircase
1: escalator. It makes me nervous.
3: And they went up the staircase and they reached the highly polished oak door with a brass knocker shaped like a griffin.
1: Do you want to talk about gargoyles? No. Galloping gargoyles. You ever seen that show? It's a great Yeah, it's show. a
3: great cartoon. I did I look up griffin, though. It. <gasps> Except my computer's frozen, <laughs> so that's I'm fun. Sorry.
0: What cartoon?
1: Gargoyles. (laughs) You're so sad. You're like, I'm I'm sorry. You know who likes gargoyles? I
4: watched
0: that.
1: Terrence. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was like, Your dad likes gargoyles. I was like, What?
3: Literally this summer, she was like, Yeah, your dad really likes gargoyles. And I was like,
1: how did that even uh, conversation come up? Because we're gnomes. We have gnomes. Like in he likes our gnomes and gargoyles. I was like, "What?" And then what did he say when you asked him? He goes. He looks at me. He
3: literally looks at me. He's playing whatever gambling on his iPad. And he goes, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like,
3: okay. My mom so like,
0: gargoyles a lot. And so yeah, because they're, like,
3: they're like guardians. Yes,
0: they're protective. Mm
3: -hmm. So I looked up Griffin. Somebody else wants to pull up Gargoyle. We can do that. Good gosh. (laughs) I'm going to delete you off of this. I
4: just have a question.
3: What's your question?
4: So Vinny mentioned something about like, do you think that the knocker is a griffin because like the first headmaster was a door. but i wonder if the knocker changes depending on who the headmaster is
1: i'm into that but also like maybe it was a snake when snape was headmaster what if you what if it just is whatever you want it to be
4: yeah, that could be cool
1: too. Like, what if I wanted to be like a scary Sasa face? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you do you. all I picked or like a magical <laughs> creature. Although if that did that, I feel like um, I feel like Dumbledore's would have been Phoenix, a Phoenix, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so a Griffin, uh, a a, a Tear Griffin, yeah, Peter oh my Griffin. God. <laughs> You'll appreciate that if you watch Family Guy. Uh, uh, it's a composite mythical creature with a lion's body, winged or wingless, up to you, and a bird's head, usually that of an eagle. Oh, look at that. You it's know like what they say?
1: A bird, bird, bird. A bird. a bird, a bird, bird, bird.
3: So Griffin was a favorite decorative motif in the ancient Middle Eastern and Mediterranean lands, probably originating in the Levant. In the second millennium BCE, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the griffin had spread throughout <laughs> Western Asia into Greece by the 14th century. So, yeah, look it up. It's pretty cool. A gargoyle, thank you for asking, in architecture <laughs> and specifically in Gothic architecture.
1: A gar- I'm sorry, what Architecture.
3: Gothic. Gothic.
1: Gothic. Gothic. Did I
3: say it like that? A
1: little bit. Mm, But I love you.
3: Well, we'll have to just listen back for the facts. Is carved or formed in a grotesque way Mm -hmm. with a spout designed to convey water from a roof away from the side of the building. So it's like a uh, whatever.
1: Yeah. But they also are there to like scare away evil spirits and such things. Because they're usually on churches, correct? Sure.
3: <laughs> Catholic Church is listed. This is the Wikipedia, I mean, by the way.
4: there are gargoyles on, like, Notre Dame, aren't there?
3: Could let's be. let's click Dame. Catholic Church. church is beautiful.
4: Primary use of the gargoyle was to
3: illustrate evil through the form of a gargoyle, while another theory posts that it's grotesques in architecture where something, I don't know how to say it, Sometimes the use of gargoyles illustrated pagan beliefs to reflect the unique cultural history of the community the cathedral is part of. In the 12th century, cool. before the use of gargoyles as rain spouts, St. Bernard of something was famous <laughs> for speaking out against gargoyles carved in the walls of his monastery cloister. Oh, what I mean. are these fantastic monsters doing in the cloisters before the eyes of the brothers as they read? That's literally a quote. And that's how he sounded. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in rare form. My brain hurts today, friends. Okay. Back to the chapter. So at this point, it's well past midnight. Harry could hear voices coming from behind that door, though. It's a babble of voices, which lets you know it's a lot. It sounds like a dozen. That's twelve magical people were being entertained in the office. McGonagall knocked three times. Knock three times. On the, the cellar thing. if you want me. Oh man.
1: Or is it knock two times? Yeah, Maybe I don't, don't know. Knock three
3: times? I don't know. Um, and all the voices abruptly stop.
1: <laughs> Subtle man.
3: The door opened on its own. I assume Dumbledore used some kind of a spell And then Or you know who knows it's a magical door The little party Entered the room And then I would like to read directly from the chapter Because Dumbledore's office Is pretty great The room was in half darkness The strange silver instrument Oh okay Silver instruments standing on tables were silent And still rather than worrying And emitting puffs of smoke as they usually did the portraits of old headmasters and headmistresses were covering the walls, were all snoozing in their frames.
1: Hmm, were they? What? Were they? Whatever. <gasps> Lies.
3: <laughs> Behind the door, a magnificent red and gold bird the size of a swan dozed on its pitch with its head under its wee-wing. It doesn't say wee, but it should. <laughs> yes. Do
1: portraits have to snooze? I bet they don't. Like, do they feel do they tired like normal humans do? They Maybe they are
3: not do they snooze when you're? No, because you can just leave. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, thoughts to think. Hmm. Discord, why don't you tell us your thoughts on that? Because I don't have the brain capacity to think about it right now. Um, where am I? Oh, yes, Fox's Wee Wing. Oh, it's you, Professor <laughs> McGonagall. And ah, Dumbledore was sitting in a high backed chair behind his desk. He leaned forward into the pool of candlelight, illuminating the papers laid out before him. He was wearing a magnificently embroidered purple and gold dressing gown over a snowy white nightshirt, but seemed wide awake. His penetrating light blue eyes fixed intently upon Professor McGonagall. I bet he looked fabulous.
1: Megan has her hand up. Again.
4: <laughs> uh, So, like, do you think that um, Dumbledore is like Annoyed that McGonagall brought Harry here I think that he
3: thought It was gonna happen and this was the time It, it happened I, I finally I think
1: for him I think that what Dumbledore is going through Like we have to remember um, That He's just a human you know what I mean So like he's not some guy You should hold on a pedestal thinking like he's perfect. Cause obviously he's not, nobody is except for me and Mary Poppins, who's practically perfect in every way. But True. I, 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 cause he admits later on to Harry that like, there's things that he did wrong. And I think that he has some regrets of like how he handled this. But at this point in time, like he knows what Harry has to do. And I think that he's shielding himself um, from like getting too emotionally involved Because he's gone through this with his sister where, like, his sister died. You know what I mean? And that screwed him up the rest of his life. And he's 150 years old, right? Roughly. Yeah. So, like, at this point in time, he's lived how many years of, like, holding on to, like, that burden and that heartache from his sister dying that he was, like, a part of? Um, And he doesn't want to have to feel that probably selfishly again. So he doesn't want to, like... That's, I think that's part of the reason why he's been, like, ignoring Harry. You know what I mean? So then, like, to have him there, he's like, oh, like, I'm going to have to, like, deal with this. Where, like, some people aren't great at dealing with their emotions. You know what I mean? Um, So I think that's part of the reason why he's like, oh, ah. Like, he doesn't really acknowledge him too much, you know? Because he really doesn't even look at Harry.
3: Well, there's yeah. reasons why he
1: doesn't look. I get into that. Yeah, I mean, it's totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
3: honestly, I think he's, I think he reacted that way because he was like, he, like I said, he intuitively knew something like this was going to happen. Yeah. The connection, it's open. He realized it last year. Um, it's going to be stronger because Voldemort's, you know, back. He's got a body. He's got power, whatever. And it's like, uh, okay, this is happening now. I it's think what was I thought
1: was going to happen. It wouldn't be so soon. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah.
4: Go ahead. I think, too, like, I do agree that he is shielding himself emotionally from being around Harry. But I think a lot of it this year is also it's mostly for a lot of different reasons. I think it's I think that it's partially he doesn't want to get too close because of Ariana. I think that's definitely an underlying thing. But I also think. He really is just worried about Harry getting possessed and seeing into Dumbledore's thoughts. And then Mm. Voldemort would know what Dumbledore's planning and thinking and he would lose his advantage. And I think that because of how calculated Dumbledore can be, um, I think that that is probably the overlying reason right now. But I think Mm -hmm. as time... Goes on, he realizes that there is also that other emotional reason as to why he mm-hmm. did it as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, say what you want about Dumbledore; he loves Harry.
4: Yeah, yeah, he straight does. up.
1: And really, like you, you, what people try to do, you know what I mean? He's just trying to do what he thinks is best. But the the tricky situation with this whole thing is like it's not just what's best for Harry, unfortunately, but it's what's best for like the entire wizarding world for the greater good would you say and i think that would you say for the greater good Mm -hmm. yes um and i I think that that's a heavy burden for him to bear and really like harry's gonna bear it and if they were if i think if like any steps in in really harry's entire life were different it might not have ended the way it ended you know what i mean because harry had to do exactly what he did in order for one his survival and for the survival of like the good guys, you know what I mean? <sighs> it's I mean it sucks. Think it about totally what sucks. you would do. You don't but know, like yeah. Anywho, you, know, you and, and the thing too we talk about like hindsight is twenty twenty. So we have all of the facts, and while we're going over this, well, we know exactly what's going to happen. They don't. And as much as Dumbledore is like a crazy intelligent guy and he thinks of every little thing he can't know exactly what's going to happen in the future because no one can, even people that can like read the future, or whatever else. I don't know. I, in my opinion, I think it's like one of those things where like you, you choose B instead of a, it changes everything. So like your future, it's
3: stepping on butterflies. Yeah. Um, and I said, Oh, those portraits clearly faking their sleep. Um, those were the voices we probably heard. Obviously. So McGonagall starts the conversation by telling Dumbly that Harry had a nightmare. And then Harry busts through this conversation. He's like, hard no, not a nightmare. McGonagall frowns slightly at this and tells Harry to, you know, go on, explain what had happened. Harry then says that he actually was asleep, but then he starts noticing something. So he starts his story and then he realizes, quote, Even in his terror and his desperation to make Dumbledore understand, he felt slightly irritated that the headmaster was not looking at him, but examining his own interlocked fingers. And I said, we know that later on, this is because Dumbly is trying to basically avoid Voldemort. Hmm.
1: So um, there's a Cora article. Hold on. I also want to say, like, I think sometimes for me, like I can under like if I'm really listening to someone like if they're if, if I would be in the situation like I probably also wouldn't look at them so I could like sit and really concentrate on what he's saying versus like looking and watching and doing other things too
3: yeah sorry I'm telling people who are trying to say Voldemort doesn't love Harry
1: so Voldemort go. doesn't Voldemort love doesn't Harry. Doesn't love Harry. Go read. <laughs> as as a matter of fact, Voldemort wants him dead. Oh God! Did I say that? <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the episode title? No. <laughs> Voldemort
4: loves Harry.
3: Voldemort does love him. <laughs> We all love in different ways. Jeez, yeah, I mean, no, oh, um, no there's a song about that. Him. Dumbledore does love Harry, and if you have forgotten this fact, I implore <laughs> you to go read the chapter Kings Cross again. Sorry for my blunder. It has been
1: a week. Um, also, love is in the eye of the beholder. I said we all love in different ways. Yeah, <sighs> <laughs> so ridiculous. I also think it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but it's still, it still no still rings true. Who knows? Um, So somebody
3: asked, um, why does Dumbledore ignore Harry in the fifth
4: book? Because, you know, Harry was really getting on his nerves. Tell me why.
3: Well, Eric Lyon said in 2018, here's my answer to a very similar question, just like Kermit the Frog. (gasps) Although he doesn't know the extent of the connection yet, Dumbledore knows that Harry and Voldemort are connected together. Harry's dreams of Voldemort in the past and the pain in his scar tells him that Harry is able to venture into Voldemort's mind at certain times. He correctly guesses that Voldemort, now back from the dead with all his powers could do the same as well. He knows how talented Voldemort is at legitimacy and has no doubt that he could penetrate Harry's mind if needed. He also knows that Voldemort has the power to literally possess someone. We see that at the end of five. So Dumbledore treated Harry as coldly as possible for many reasons. Number one, trying to keep himself and Harry safe and literally by doing so the rest of the entire wizarding world. Um, He doesn't want to know the relationship that um, Dumbledore and Harry have. They have a close bond. It's 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 different than any headmaster and pupil. There's an underlying mission here. And obviously, Harry is the chosen one.
4: (laughs) I am the chosen one.
3: Voldemort knows that Dumbledore probably knows something (laughs) about the prophecy because Snape. Would have told him who was in the room with Trelawney at the time. He
0: wants to be in the room where it happens.
3: I, I got that one. I know that. (laughs) The room where it happens. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I, I'm, I'm hip. I'm cool. want to be. (gasps) Um, (laughs) Do you know what I'm doing? (laughs) So, um, Voldemort doesn't know though if Harry and Dumbledore ever discussed this prop prophecy or anything like that i'm gonna i'm not gonna read this entire thing reason number two look at that guy he's got that sissy stringy music thing just kidding no one's getting my jokes and it's awful no, so it's, I'm trying to pull it's up from somewhere I'm emperor's new group oh, i've they, never seen uh, it reason number two look what i can do and then he's doing I one-handed seen that movie in push-ups so long. <laughs> get on grown-up kids man i'm sorry He doesn't want Harry to become an instrument for spying on the Order of the Phoenix. He's a spy. I mean, literally, think about if Voldemort used Harry. Think about all all the things he would know. Where he was at. Somewhat of plans that are going on. Where people in the Order are. I mean, there's a plethora of things
1: that could happen. Sometimes I forget how much this book is full of stuff. You know what I mean? It is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Cram jammed fool. Because, like, Cram jammed fool. We, we get... Isn't this the shortest movie? Or one of yep. the shortest movies? Yeah. So, like, we get, like, a five-second movie, and then the book is, like, haha, jokes on the movie, because, like, you get five seconds of information, but here's, like, 80 years of information in this book. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, yep. Disclaimer
1: that math is incorrect, but, hey, is gonna claw. Um, but, gosh, <laughs> like, there's so much. Because we're halfway through, roughly, and there's still so much, like the whole Snape and Harry not being friends, and like, yeah, gosh, information. We're only at Christmas. It's only Christmas. Um, Umbridge is the worst, but you know, but here's that the never thing. Changes.
3: So with with prophecies, the one they're made about, the people can touch them, right? So I what touch if you now? What if you know? No. Voldemort could have like done some kind of secret, super cool, gross, dark magic and like actually physically made Harry go and take it and like deliver it to either him or a death eater or something don't like that. I think that
4: would have worked, but. Oh, really? Um, I was going to say, I think a thousand percent that could have happened.
3: He's so. done magic that nobody has yeah, but done. He split a soul, man. No, I'm, I'm More than saying, one saying, I'm once. not saying he
1: couldn't do it, but I think it's different with Harry. What do you mean? I don't think Harry... I think Harry would have been able to, like... Shake it off. Yeah.
3: Shake it off, shake it off. Eventually.
1: I I think he would have, like, fought it. You know what I mean? I'm
4: just saying. But doesn't he, in a way, kind of do this in... The fact that he in a manipulates way, not, not in mind. the way that I said, but yes. Yeah. But I mean, like, See, this is the but, same think, concept, though, and he does it in a way that he knows will get to
1: Harry. And this is the difference, though. So I think that, yes, he can t- manipulate him in a way that's going to be effective for him. And he does. But I think if he physically like I meant physically, yeah. physically, like uh, what's the word that you said that I can't remember Possessed. Thank you for not saying it, but me looking into your eyes, I got it. Okay. Um, So he, I I don't think. I think if he physically possessed Harry, Harry would eventually been able to like throw him off. If if he would have even been able to like possess him that long, you know what I mean? Where like the way he and he knew maybe he knows that like really like we have to realize like Harry is a pretty powerful guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, Super
3: powerful.
1: (laughs) So I, I he. And also like Voldemort's powerful and he's also not stupid. You know what I mean? He just likes to talk for long periods of time. Something that we don't understand. We don't talk that long, but no, hey, never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with Voldemort, he knows kind of like how Harry works. So he works it to his advantage of like how he knows he's going to be enabled to manipulate Harry and being like, I can pull some strings and look what I put in your head. Oops. Sirius is hurt. And he really isn't, you know? Oops,
3: I
4: possessed you again. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? Also, like, he realizes that, that he can't get Harry, he can't manipulate Harry that way because after he does actually get Harry to come with, you know, Siri, with the vision of Sirius, he does try to then, <sighs> unless this is a movieism, but he does then try to possess Harry at the end of the movie and Harry does fight it off.
3: He does possess him at the end. Okay.
4: Yeah. And, but Harry does fight it off. See? Yes. Yeah. Proving hey, so, he had right. all that imperious
1: work. That's what I'm saying. With with Judy Thanks, Judy. Thanks, Judy. Yeah, you really? Like, Judy. you kind of screwed yourself over there, Judy. Mm. You and your master.
3: <laughs> Man, nice paying for it now.
1: <laughs> well, they're all no longer with us.
3: Anywho. Harry continues on to tell Dumbledore that the dream wasn't ordinary. He saw it happen. He saw Mr. Weasley be attacked by a giant snake. So he doesn't know Nagini's name. And as he listened to himself say it, he felt absolutely ridiculous and even comical. And Dumbledore takes all of this in. And Dumbledore is now staring at the ceiling. And you know, his mind is racing. Ron is... Ron is just now... No. (laughs) It's just now, like, mentioned, and he's just looking around, and he's white-faced and shocked. And then Dumbledore asks a curious question, as if he knows what Harry fears. He does. And then he says, How did you see this? Dumbledore asks quietly, still not looking at Harry. Well, I don't know, said Harry rather angrily. Can you say it in an angry voice? Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: what and then he thinks to himself what does it matter
1: <laughs> i feel like this is like an answer you'd give to a like you give like a kid would give you like well how'd you say well in my head is how i thought it you know what i mean like what, duh. i think like, what a dumb question he, well
3: i think i say this later um inside my head i suppose and then dumbledore goes on to say you misunderstand me said dumbledore Still in the same calm tone. We're not yelling like in goblet movie. I mean, can you remember or where you were positioned as you watched this attack happen? Were you perhaps standing beside the victim or else looking down on the scene from above? And this was like a gut punch to Harry because he has to actually voice the thing that he's afraid of saying. And he says, I was the snake. I saw it all from the snake's point of view. And the room is silent for a moment. And then Dumbledore asks if Arthur is seriously injured. Harry's like, yes. He's irritated. Everyone's too slow. Time's of the essence. Quote, they did not realize how much a person bled when fangs that long pierced their side And why did Dumbledore not do him the courtesy of looking at him?
1: I feel like you read that sentence incorrectly. I did. (laughs) But it all makes the
3: same sense. Correct. But Dumbledore stood up so quickly that Harry jumped and he addressed one of the old portraits hanging very near the ceiling. Does he have to like shout up there?
0: Yo, you! Up there! what up? Everard!
1: (laughs) I feel so bad for Ron. Oh, my God. Ron like, I think at be the beginning of it, right like, now. he didn't really think like he was just like, dude, you're just dreaming. And then like, now he's like, my dad's probably really hurt. scared. Out of his mind, things, words I can't say. <laughs> <sighs> All right.
4: Um, so the portrait that Dumbledore is calling to, he's calling to two. There's Everard and Dillies. Like a dilly bar, like a dilly bar. Um, So on the wiki, Professor Everard was one of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry's most celebrated heads of house Um, headmaster, whatever. His portrait hangs in the headmaster's office and in the Ministry of Magic headquarters. Um, We don't know how long he was headmaster. After his death, he's remembered as one of the most celebrated heads of Hogwarts when Arthur was attacked by Nagini. He then goes to his portrait in the Ministry of Magic in order to warn others that Mr. Weasley is injured. And then in June of 1997, following the Death Eater attack on Hogwarts and the death of Dumble, he informs McGonagall that Rufus Scrimgeour was on his way, having just disappeared from the Ministry of Magic. Um... So that really, his only role that we ever see him in is as his portrait. Um, but we know that he was obviously a headmaster since he's in the office. Then Professor Dillies was a witch who worked as a healer at St. Mungo's um, and was also a celebrated headmistress of Hogwarts. Her portrait cool, hangs... Cool. Not only in the headmaster's office, but also in St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries, main admitting area. Can
1: you say that 10 times fast? I cannot.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot not. Thank you for
1: your honesty.
4: (laughs) Um, So she started working at St. Mungo's in 1722. Whew. Uh, Mm -hmm. and left the job in 1741 and became headmistress that same year. She proved very popular among students and teachers, gaining her the status of one of the most celebrated heads among Dumbledore and Everard, and she died in the post in 1768. So... Dumbledore explains to Everard and Dillies that Arthur has red hair and glasses and he wants to make sure that he's found by the right people because he shouldn't have really been where he was. Um, so Dumbledore is trying to cover some tracks here. Um, so they leave their portraits, but not in the usual way that Harry is used to seeing portraits leave, because normally when they leave, they will he can see them in the portrait next to them. Like, they're Mm -hmm. walking through them. However, both of them leave, and they actually, like, leave Hogwarts. Um, And I think that this is the first time we see this happen. Um, I think this
3: must be... um you know, Hermione obviously makes the connections between Phineas Nigelis's portrait in the office and at Grimaud Place in Seven. Mm-hmm. But she must, this is one of those really cool Easter eggs that you learn that they can actually leave, leave the portraits and go yeah. like to obviously hundreds of miles away. And I think that's pretty cool because we mm-hmm. also get to see it later on and it's of great use.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like think of Ariana's portrait and how it leads to the Room of Requirement and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like this Spoiler. is used in so many <laughs> instances and is such like an important part of like how the Wizarding World works. So I think cool. it's really cool. Like how it cool would it be cool. to
1: like
3: travel by portrait?
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Do you turn
1: walk? into
0: paint? <gasps> yeah. Like Ooh. how do you travel? Yeah. Like that's
1: what cool. is that? Is it? Um, Oh shoot! 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 What's that movie? Is it Inside Out or Upside Down? What's it called? What? Inside <laughs> Out. In the Upside Down. Oh that's yeah! Such How a surrealism. Like,
0: abstract. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. that's cool.
3: <laughs>
4: upside <Yeah>. down. <laughs> yes, you It's tried. actually called Bright um, Side Up. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, at this point, Harry's still pretty frantic. Um, he doesn't feel like anything is happening fast enough still because he's mm-hmm. like, Arthur could be anywhere. Thankfully, though, and Dumbledore doesn't really voice this quite yet, but Dumbledore knows exactly where Arthur is because he was on a task for the Order. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dumbledore goes over to Fox and says, we will need, said Dumbledore very quietly to the bird, a warning. And there was a flash of fire and the phoenix had gone. I love him.
1: Yes. Um, two things. First, do you think Harry like has any... Um, Like does he remember his other dreams where he's like Dreaming about like corridors and such things like that do you think Like dude put it together I thought oh, you said quarters yeah. I thought you said like, quarters change. as well horror, horror, <laughs> corridors. corridors I corridors. mean there are
4: quite a few instances Where like it states It states explicitly in the book that like He wakes up not remembering Yeah mm-hmm. so stupid. Yeah. Uh, it would be cool if he Did but I bet he just doesn't And we then- only know that he's dreaming of that
3: he doesn't know that we know he doesn't know know that we know know
4: that we know (laughs)
1: um my other question is i wonder how many times dumbledore has to say this to fox or if he just was like or not say that to fox but like how many times does he need to use fox to be like give me a warning when she's out doing her oh this year (sighs) yeah well duh
4: just this so year. well,
1: the, really like this is the only year it. Umbridge and Dumbledore are at Hogwarts together.
3: Oh, I mean, Fox is like, be used for else? other well, warnings.
1: Well, for sure, for sure.
3: This year, but I'm probably 2.5 sp- million times. Yeah. yeah that's probably inaccurate.
1: Cuz really like <laughs> how <laughs> does Fox know like that he's specifically talking about Umbridge? Cuz she's the worst. I mean, yes.
4: She's the worst. And think like Fox I'm pretty sure gives him warning whenever She's coming to like arrest him. They are coming, and that's how he knows. Like they are coming. Fox has. I cannot wait for us to do like a Felix Files on the Phoenix and talk about like all of the powers and stuff that they possess and everything they they can do and like see what we can find online about that because it's going to be super cool.
3: Fun fact about Phoenixes: pretty hot or Phoenix eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alana got one for going on the potty today as one of her prizes. She
1: was very. She cute. got a little Ooh. phoenix figurine
3: That's and nice. a hippogriff. Awesome. That is not the right colors, but it's still beaky.
1: I was like, "His name is Buckbeak." She's like, beaky. "Buckbeak?" Oh
4: yes, gosh. ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> um so Dumbledore now swooped down upon one of the fragile silver instruments whose function Harry had never known. Carried it over to his desk sat down facing them again and tapped it gently with the tip of his wand. The instrument tinkled into life at once with rhythmic clinking noises. Tiny puffs of pale green smoke issued from the minuscule silver tube at the top. Dumbledore watched the smoke closely, his brow furrowed, and after a few seconds, the tiny puffs became a steady stream of smoke that thickened and coiled in the air. Coiled! <sighs> well, there's, a there's serpent's snakes. head grew out of the end of it, opening its mouth wide. <laughs> a wondered, snake! A <laughs> snake! Harry wondered whether the instrument was confirming his Story! Story! <laughs> <laughs> a tail <laughs> confirming. He looked eagerly at Dumbledore for a sign that he was right, but Dumbledore did not look up. Naturally, look up. naturally. Would you look at it?
1: <laughs> look at it. Look at it. Oh, I is, said, "Would you look this at is that?" Really important.
4: Oh, okay. so Start we listening.
1: I'll stop making it naturally. We're naturally, we're going to listen to you. Good.
4: Naturally, naturally, murmured Dumbledore, apparently to himself, still observing the stream of smoke without the slightest sign of surprise, but in essence divided. Oh, snap. Mm. Are we talking about like horcruxes?
1: Oh, is that someone's soul splitting uh, several parts?
3: Oh, is it like a pizza pie or just like well, a fruit
1: pie? I think that it would be neither because do you really want to split your soul? If you're splitting your soul, it's like, you know, uh a deep of dish or <laughs> is it a thin See, crust? See, I would say like it's pieces Voldemort of a moldy avocado. Care. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it goes bad. You, cut a, you, cut, you got your whole <laughs> avocado. You cut your <laughs> avocado in two and the, the pieces just start getting grosser from there. You know so what I'm saying? Voldemort's an sp- avocado. Avocado. Yeah, no, you split your soul. <laughs>
4: oh,
1: an
4: and avocado. not a
1: not a fresh avocado because then you're trying to bring it back; uh-uh. it gets all gross. Oh, I bought two slimy, avocados today and like uh, dark colors. Juck. It just I gets gross. I actually
4: genuinely think an avocado is a great comparison to Voldemort. Let's not do That's Why over I said time.
3: it? I don't want to do it.
1: So you don't want to do what? So so so, so avocados. So, so. Do you want to talk about tomatoes? No. You cut a Shh. tomato in half. No.
4: <laughs> this, Megan proceed This is this blew my mind. This is a big moment in order of the Phoenix. I say again, this is a big moment. Big moment.
1: Wait, say it again. It's a small this moment. Is, what? This is a
4: big moment. It's a big so, moment with big dreams. It, oh, it's it a is. big dream. So I it's said a small moment with What big is this silver instrument and what does but in essence divided mean? And boop, boop, boop. this this phrase confused people for years until Deathly Hallows came out because Joe would not talk about it. I obviously mean, because duh. it gives <laughs> a lot away.
1: Please um, tell me what does it give away?
4: Oh my god! So back in <laughs> two thousand, what? nothing she's being i'm being
1: you in mega or tiffany's part (laughs) Tiffany's section yeah Yeah. um
4: so back in 2007 after deathly hollows came out jk rowling did a bloomsbury chat to talk about things after hollows was released um and somebody asked her what does in essence divided mean um and J.K. said Dumbledore suspected that the snake's essence was divided, that it contained part of Voldemort's soul. And that was why it was so very adept at doing his bidding. This also explained why Harry, the last and unintended Horcrux, could see so clearly through the snake's eyes, just as he regularly sees through Voldemort's.
1: I would like to point out that he is not the last Horcrux because Nagini would be the last Horcrux because she was made a Horcrux after Lord Harry. Correct. Help us all. However, Just he saying. was... Unin- the unknown. Unintended. Yes, he was un- unintended. Into the unknown. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Harry doesn't um, like that, okay?
4: So she like she that. also says Dumbledore is thinking aloud here, edging towards the truth with the help of the pensive. Um, there a thinking look, aloud is such a good thing to do, by the way. What instrument was he using? Tits. Uh, so okay so There is <laughs> there is no information. Was there a wizard behind it? Yes. There is no information on this on this instrument.
0: Name uh, it. I think it was a guitar. Ugh.
4: A Katie. guitar.
1: <laughs> Katie. I'm gonna say we're a like, hookah. You're such a an goose. An oboe. Mm. A flute. What? Oh, you were thinking <laughs> instrument as in like a do 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 No, we're just being. Dumb. <laughs> is mayonnaise
4: an <laughs> instrument? I wish you could
1: see her do that. <laughs> oh god Timmy's face is pretty funny
3: I think it's a smoke machine Dry ice maybe mm-hmm. in a bowl mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> But he says it's a silver <laughs> room instrument
4: I think that the smoke again, is That's what in, I meant. Yes. so JK also did an interview on Pottercast and they asked her about it and she doesn't name the instrument like the instruments never named, Boo. but she basically explains that the magic he the magic Dumbledore is using this instrument allows that magic to map out his theory for him. I like that.
1: I like that. So like right. it
4: works with Dumbledore's magic to basically Who help made him this? construct he his. Probably, he probably did. He, he probably made, made it. it. My boy. Maybe maybe yes, that's yes.
1: why he doesn't have a name because he never told. He's the... He's my man. Um, JKR. You know what I'm saying? He never told the author what he named it. Oh, okay. So it's Dumbledore's instrument. <laughs>
0: Dumbledore's <laughs> army of instruments. Di, di,
1: di.
4: Um. <laughs> We're so, not well today. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But anyway, so again, just like this is like just a different way to say kind of what I said, but I liked how it was said, so I'm going to read it. I said what I said. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it says, the in essence divided enigma eluded fans for years after the release of Deathly Hollows. JK discussed it in the Bloomsbury chat on July 30th of 2007 and Hold in wait, an interview... Wait. On when did the, When did the book come out? In the book July.
3: was out. So I think on early the thirtieth, she busts out these things too. Yeah, she doesn't even
4: <laughs> wait. Uh, I mean, I guess everything's well, out there, but she spoil. was like connecting dots for people real fast. Yeah, um, and also in an interview on Pottercast on December seventeenth of two thousand seven. So, however, in each of those two interviews, she took a slightly different approach to what she was saying. So in the Bloomsbury chat, again, she says it meant that the snake's essence was divided. It shared part of its soul with Voldemort. So that is when he knew for sure that the snake was a horcrux as well as Harry. Because now Harry not only was connected to Voldemort, but Harry was connected to this snake. Yes. A lot of stuff happening in this
1: chapter. I'm thinking like how he... Where does it say... Hold on Where J.K. Rowling was saying Like Dumbledore suspected this, That the snake's essence was divided That it contained part of Voldemort's soul And that was why it was so adept at doing his bidding mm-hmm. But I also think like part of it is because Like is, is Nagini like the woman still in there As the snake or is it just snake you think, it's oh, I think her brain is that's intact. What I'm saying. So, like, I Agreed. always thought yeah. from and, what we've learned from Fantastic Beasts or maybe this just is, you know, her not knowing at this point in time when she's saying these things. Like, I think that's part of the reason why she goes along with not just goes along, but like she formed a connection at some point with Voldemort because he can speak to her. And I always just assumed like that was also part of why she was like with him because like that's the only person she can talk to. I don't know. That's just maybe my headcanon. No, I like that a lot. Um, I, I that was just something like maybe that was one way to keep her sane or like mm-hmm. um being able to have like somewhat even as she's a snake, a um, what call it, a thing, now a human just... like a, a human connection. You know, where mm-hmm. she's talking to yeah. Voldemort, and then he like. And so it's been so many years that she's been with him and now she like he wants to make her a horcrux and she allows it or doesn't have I a choice. But really, I Like
4: out of out of everything that is like within the Fantastic Beasts um, story, I'm most intrigued by hers. Like I mm-hmm. want to know I what happens know. with her. If you um, are a horcrux. But. Also, Rowling mentioned that Dumbledore was helped by the Pensieve in reaching this conclusion, which they're claiming is an incorrect statement, but I'm not really sure why they would say that, because I think he does use the Pensieve because he goes back and looks at all of those memories that he's collected. Mm-hmm. So like, why wouldn't the instrument be connected?
0: I mean, you can come to this conclusion right now and he's like, Oh my God, I think this is what happened. And then do the Pensieve to get more evidence right, to back right. himself yeah. up. Yeah. Know? I
1: think, I think that's what like for Dumbledore, like he is going to think about, Every Like, so he... Okay, so we've talked about this. We're like, in my opinion, like, he didn't know... He wasn't a 100% sure until, like, right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so... And, like, just just was, like, all to, theoretical. like, check all of the Cross boxes and check all the facts, he's going to go yeah. back and, like, look at all of his memories to be like, I'm not just making this up, and right. these are all these confirming things, because you can never be sure enough. You know what I mean? Like, you can, there's <sighs> yeah. not... like There's no wrong like there's no bad reason to go back and look because you might have missed something mm-hmm. so why not go back and look at your memories mm-hmm.
4: and I think at this point it's it's more important than ever that he keeps his thoughts away from Harry because now that mm-hmm. he's connecting the dots it's even more dangerous for him yeah. at this point to have any sort of relationship right now mm-hmm. with Harry yeah in um, the, the Potter good. Yeah, In the Pottercast interview, she says that the snake is the symbol for Voldemort, who is, in essence, divided, having Ooh. created a horcrux, he had split his soul. So she kind of what? she kind of discusses this differently from July to December and. Um, but I it's kind of the same better. concept. I mean, yeah. really, it, it's, it's a similar concept. So there's no confirmation anywhere on what this instrument is. But we do know that it allows Dumbledore to track his thoughts and ideas on the horcruxes. Hence why the smoke turns into puffs of smoke and then becomes a snake. Um, so Harry could neither head nor tail of this question. Could, ha, could snake Harry could make neither <laughs> head nor tail of this question. The smoke oh. serpent, however, split itself instantly into two snakes, both coiling and undulating, undulating? Um, in the dark air. With a look of grim satisfaction, Dumbledore gave the instrument another gentle tap with his wand. The clinking no- noise slowed and died, and the smoke serpents grew faint and became a formless haze and vanished.
1: Um, Do you think that that's, like, foreshadowing to us finding out that Harry is also part of his soul? Like, if it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. if it's visualizing Voldemort and it's split, that means, yeah, he made horcruxes, but also, like, Harry's a horcrux. Or even, like, if you just use it as, like, Nagini being the snake, y'all both have I think, little bits of Aldi in you.
3: I think this is where... He, you know, he gets that more. I mean, I think he always had that
1: guess. Yeah, it's like cemented now. But
3: n- now it's real. And that grim, yeah. what does it say? Grim, satisfied grim smile satisfaction. Or yeah.
4: Yeah. He h-
1: hates to be right. Yeah.
4: He's hating to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he knew that this was the case. And now, like, things got dark. Like solidified, things are dark right now. And like he, I think that he knows at this point what is going to happen. And he is like almost already mourning it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so Everard comes back and says, I yelled until someone came running. Um, said the wizard who was mopping his brow on the curtain behind him said I'd heard something moving downstairs they weren't sure whether to believe me but went down to check you know there are no portraits down there to watch from anyway they carried him up a few minutes later he doesn't look good he's covered in blood I ran along to Elfrida Craig's portrait to get a good view as they left Um, poor Ron you guys I know
3: he's hearing um, about this and people are so when you talk about these situations and it's easy as someone who's not connected to that person to say these things in mm-hmm. not a casual right. tone, but without, you know, the care of somebody who is really deeply connected into this victim. Yeah.
1: And they don't know. You and know they, what they mean?
3: don't. And, and it's no fault of them. But yeah. like Ron is listening to this as if it's like people working on his dad in the ER and yeah. they don't yeah. care that yeah. he's there.
1: Yeah, uh, I yeah. I would say I I don't want to paint people like that. Not I that they say don't, they don't care, care that he's there. It's, but you know it's what I'm more saying? More so, like they're they're more focused on they're very in the getting him, him and sa- saving do. him, yeah. yeah. Rather okay. than and that's why a lot of times they don't want there's no family. Yeah, you know not not what I mean? Because t- like t- yeah. they I, you know because emotions. they don't want correct I mean, because well you can't you can't you can't when you're in that kind of situation you just have to go and do and like a lot of times you're just running on your instincts and you just gotta like save this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you, you, it might seem like you are uncaring, but you're not, you know what I mean? You're just you gotta get it. you them. gotta get
3: stuff
0: done. And let
1: me tell you, like being in a situation, like obviously working in a hospital, like you just go be, go do, be, you know do I, mean? you, mm.
3: I was going to say that. And then you said it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not fun. Let me tell you. That's it's why I don't fun. do
3: it. <laughs> Literally. I could not do your job. So thank mm. the
4: Lord for you. Um, so Elfrida Craig is a witch whose portrait hung at the headquarters of the Ministry of Magic. Um, the name Elfrida is from an old English name, which means elf strength. So I don't cool. know what type of connection that could mean. Elf? She might elf. be petite. Elves are strong, man. Um, Elfrida Craig is possibly a misspelling of Elfrida Clag. This is like this is likely as Crag was a celebrated chief of the Wizard's Council, which would make more sense as to why her portrait would be in the Ministry of Magic. And we don't know who Elfrida Crag is, so this they think open. that she possibly misspelled her last name,
3: like the Agro um, Crag,
4: C R A G G. <laughs> what is the
1: Agro Crag?
4: Get out, guts! So if- Nickelodeon. <laughs>
1: never seen or heard of Nickelodeon in my life. I'm over you. Oh my gosh.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Discord. Jeez. Um, So if it is in fact Elfrida Clagg, she was a British witch and the chieftainess of the Wizards Council, either in the 14th or 17th century. I don't know why there's that big gap there. But either way, she was Burdock Muldoon's immediate successor of the post um, and I think that we know some of this information because of a chocolate frog card. And also, she is mentioned in Quidditch Through the Ages and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So, Jeez. Um, But Elfrida Clagg has an actual Wikia page with a little bit more information than Elfrida Clagg. So... That's kind of funny that it could just be a misspelling. Um, (laughs) Do you think they get each other's owls all the time? Probably. Yeah.
3: Wait. Get mixed up. Did you say Muldoon? Yeah. That's a character in Jurassic Park. He's the one that gets eaten by the raptors. Clever girl.
4: Makes me think of Mordu. Mordu. The bear (laughs) from Merida. Yes, Brave. That's what it is called. Not Marathon. <laughs> oh, do you even Disney? <laughs> um, so You've then, never been there. Not even 30 <laughs> not really times this there. week. <laughs> I've never been there. Uh, so Dillys then comes back and confirms what Dumbledore just said. Yes, they've taken him to St. Mungo's Dumbledore. They carried him past Under My Portrait. He looks bad. Mm. Um, So then Dumbledore asks... Now Dumbledore is, like, in planning mode. Like, okay, what are the next steps? He probably knows he only has so so much time before Umbridge is Mm -hmm. aware of things that are happening. Um, Why? Go to bed. Like, get serious. Mind your own. Uh, So Dumbledore asks McGonagall to go and wake the other Weasley children. And she then asks, what about Molly? um, And he says... Don't worry about it. She probably already knows her clock will have told her. So then she Mm -hmm. moves swiftly to do so. However, Harry is worried that she doesn't know because it's the middle of the night. Why would she be sitting there staring at her clock? But I will say Molly is quite the concerned mother slash wife, and she knows Arthur's on duty. So she might
1: be up. Yes, Sarah. Um, well, she probably is up because she she's not going to sleep. sleep. Until but I he's think he also, I think he also mentions like after Fox does what he's got to do, like he's going to have him tell Molly. Yeah.
3: I thought doing bird stuff.
4: Well, yeah. like no, watching out for. Umbridge. Well, he does yeah, actually say something like that'll be a job for Fox. Yes. I guess. yeah, yeah.
1: Gosh, um, just a wee bird,
3: just a wee big bird. Dreams, with dreams. Yeah. He said Did I tell you what Alana said? What. She picked up a hair pony and said, here's a small pony with big
1: dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so hard. That's adorable. So Dumbledore says that'll be a job for Fox when he has finished keeping and lookout for anybody approaching, a.k.a. Umbridge. But she may already know Mm -hmm. that excellent clock of hers. Which, I mean, (laughs) she's probably literally watching the clock. Awesome. But I wonder, though, like, don't you think that, like, I feel like that, in my opinion, and maybe this is just my head canon, that like him being there anyways, regardless of the whole Nagini biting him, getting a taste, um, that he would be in mortal peril anyways because of what he's doing.
4: Well, I thought that I remembered the observation that they were all pointed to mort- mortal. Peril. That's in seven. Oh, is it? That's what oh, okay, I I think okay. later on they are. Yeah, got it, got it. Um so Harry at this point just like feels awful because he's thinking Molly doesn't know yet that, and Molly he's, he's no. remembering her Boggart <laughs> back at Grimald place. And oh. the fact that he saw her Boggart turn into a dead Mr. Weasley. Um, so he's just feeling particularly bad. Mm. Um, Dumbledore and he Dun- also
3: feels like it's his fault. At this point, he doesn't know whether or not he actually did it. Harry
1: doesn't know if he had a dream or if it really <laughs> did happen that way. That was really good. We were I'm really all... proud of you. <laughs> Usually, your end they of that gets a little a weird, dream, but he doesn't know. Uh, Harry doesn't know. <laughs> Harry doesn't
4: know. <laughs> mm, we're fine. Sorry. Um,
1: we're fine. We can go on.
4: <laughs> So uh, Dumbledore then creates a portkey with an old blackened kettle. And I just need to give shout out to my girl, Nancy Burt Whistle <laughs> from Great British Bake Off. She would say, don't you throw out that old blackened kettle? You clean it with some baking soda and lemon and vinegar. Excuse me. And eco-friendly washing up liquid. Bicarbonate Bicarbonate of, of soda. soda. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Sarah.
1: Do you think... That it's just Dumbledore being a very great wizard that he's able to be like Portis or, or and like I think made so. a Crux. Uh, oh, <laughs> 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 or do you think like anybody can do it? Like, you just make because, like, I feel like mm. how can they contain like international travel and like other port keys? Or do you I think, think it's, it's skill. Like, okay? I'm cool with that. I think that Dumbledore, I mean, he's got style, he's got skill. I because I
4: think that there's like a whole department in a the window, ministry so. that
1: focuses on no.
4: making no. port keys because they were involved with the Quidditch <laughs> World Cup. Yeah, so yeah. I would assume that yeah, it's something that well, you ain't learning like, Hogwarts from what
1: we see. Well, sometimes in fan fiction they're like, oh, we have an illegal like port key where like they don't want like the ministry people knowing that they made a porky. Don't you
3: know? ever again tell me that you're not a nerd.
1: Why are you saying <laughs> I'm a nerd? I'm literally the least nerdy out of all you of you. You are very. Are you? Are, are you? you Pass. I don't. A thousand percent. Uh, Who I think, do you? Okay. I think you're pretty on par for the yeah. group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not. But I think that I'm the least out of the four of us. We'll rank us. We'll rank it after in the lightning bolts. Oh boy, y'all! I want you Somebody guys to rank that us. Got a lightning
4: bolt question.
1: Rank, rank nerdiness.
4: Us. Rank the
1: nerds it's on this the called Oh, man. It's the nerdy rank down. See you little nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Best video in the whole world.
4: <laughs> so, uh, basically, I'm just saying, don't throw out that old blackened kettle. You clean that with some Nancy Burt whistle tips. Just go over to her Instagram, she's the com. I also her. will
1: say, I for whatever reason, read it as a boot. I don't know why. I thought it was a shoe. That's what I it's remember like reading toe. today. That's a whole book ago. I don't own a kettle. I mean, I have Why an electric do? one. Um,
4: so Dumbledore then goes to wake up Phineas, who is feigning sleep quite horribly, in my opinion. Such a stinker. And Dumbledore is just like, Phineas, 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 Phineas. Just over and over. And then he, like, just decides he can't really pretend any longer. Gives a theatrical jerk and opens his eyes wide. Did someone call? It irritates the
3: heck out of me that Mm -hmm. he did that for so long, knowing Mm -hmm. and listening to the severity of the situation. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that.
4: Like, he knows that it's a bad situation. You're just a jerk. Um where did I leave off oh I need you to visit your other portrait again Phineas said Dumbledore I've got another message visit my other portrait another said Phineas. message yeah I
1: know what was the he must have just one? been
3: talking or sent Sirius a message earlier in the evening
1: possibly it, why you think that day it f- makes me feel like that yeah oh uh, I feel like he's it just have, have have hold on I feel like he's just have hold on I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like he's just ha- Just has sent him To go send ma- like another Message before not specifically that day What, would he, like tell, what that would he day. tell What would he tell Serious, right now today What
0: what Today Ta-da.
1: Ta-da. What do you know. want to know today
3: I don't pretend to know his thoughts and <laughs> Failings and you plans You sound like Jimmy Fallon <laughs> Doing- Ow Ow, Ow.
1: Ow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you, you want me to send a message to Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. that yeah. yeah. I yeah.
4: seriously love it. I'm one sorry to Taylor, everyone but... listening. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Oh god. Oh man. All right. Um visit my other portrait. Phineas says in a reedy voice, giving a long fake yawn, his eyes traveling around the room and focusing upon Harry. Oh, no, Dumbledore. I am too tired tonight. Mm. Punch him right in his ink. Too much of a butt. In his <laughs> it's ink. It's I don't too much know of if it's a butt. Ink or um, paint. Who knows? I punch you in the paint. Harry recognizes <laughs> his voice, but he cannot place it. All the other portraits start yelling at Phineas that he's being subordinate and that it's their duty to give service to the current headmaster of Hogwarts. Like they're ganging up on him. Um, But then Harry remembers that voice and Dumbledore says Sirius knows not to destroy your portrait, said Dumbledore, because Phineas is like if my portrait's even still there. Um, so that means then, he wouldn't
1: have sent that message that day. Boom. You're wrong, Tiffany. You're wrong. <laughs> say you're sorry. I want a four letter apology. You.
4: <laughs>
0: you, there's, you wrong. there's your four letters.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Did I say four um, letters? You did. <laughs> That's why I said it. It <laughs> was good. That was good. Uh, hey, you're welcome.
4: Harry realized immediately where he had heard Phineas's voice before. Issuing from the apparently empty frame in his bedroom in Grimald Place, you are to give him the message that Arthur Weasley has been gravely injured and that his wife, children, and Harry Potter will be arriving at his house shortly. Do you understand? Arthur Weasley, injured, wife children and harry potter coming to stay recited phineas in a bored voice yes yes very well what a
1: slytherin oh. hey whoa! i hey. wonder though i wonder like what hermione thinks after this whole thing because like i totally forgot not totally forgot about she's it, not like, there she's not though you know um, what i mean yeah, she wakes dude. up and like all of her friends are gone and all the weasleys are gone yeah like
4: Panic probably, probably
1: a bit. at the, the probably disco. For sure, <laughs> <laughs> I write sins, not tragedies. That's great. Oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> I almost said another title of their songs, but it is inappropriate. <laughs> 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 also not quite long. Yeah, they're very long. All right, good that old first Phineas. album though.
1: It's a good. Good songs.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Phineas uh, slopes away because he cannot be rushed to deliver oh this God. important message at all. Uh, and then the door opens again right on cue. Then uh, Fred, George, and Ginny are ushered in by McGee. All three of them look like, I mean, clearly they were woken up, but they all look just dis- disheveled and shocked. They're still in their pajamas. Um, and Ginny looks at Harry and she's like, what's going on? McGonagall said you saw our dad hurt. Like, what's happening, um, but Dumbledore interrupts and he tells them like, your dad's been injured during his work for the Order of the Phoenix. He's been taken to St. Mungo's. Um, I'm sending you guys to Sirius's house. You're going to meet your mom there. Fred clearly looks shaken. He's like, how are we going to get there? Flu powder? And Dumbledore like, no, Flu Network isn't safe at the moment and it is being watched, which we Boom. did know from Sirius, right, when yeah. he talked to Harry through the fire.
4: Yes. But I feel like this is, like, on a different level than that. Because, like, what Sirius was doing at that point was a, was illegal. Let's be real. So, like, he was flewing into the Gryffindor common room to talk to Harry. Sirius is supposed to be in jail. Um,
1: Technically, so like,
3: everything Sirius does is illegal, is illegal because he's right? supposed <laughs> to
1: be in Azkaban.
4: <laughs> right. like, he didn't
1: do anything wrong. He's
4: eating illegally out of Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> but, like even dumbledore can't safely use the flu network for anything right now like i just think that that is a little bit crazy to who would like about. that that's job intense.
1: to watch people in network. the fires yeah like think about it think about like ooh, not me what am i looking for i wonder if that's you like have a eye of the hair mainstream. and you got like light eyes are they green are you harry potter where's that scar What's Dumbledore doing? You what you doing, Dumbledore? So crazy.
4: <laughs> I'm surprised that a port key is more secure. Honestly, because like, don't you think? I guess maybe since Dumbledore created it, it's not necessarily like easily tracked. I'm just trying to think because like, I guess maybe port keys can't really be tracked These are because if unregistered you think about, port keys. <sighs> yeah, because like, if you think about Newt using the bucket. Um, okay. Yeah, using that bucket. It's like, the ministry doesn't know that he used a port key. They'll only know that he traveled illegally if, like, they spot him not in England. You know what I mean? <laughs> Magical things, man.
1: We don't see you in England, so you must have traveled. But realistically, like, he just could be hiding out in his whole house, you know? His little hidey-hole house.
3: Hidey-hole house? Yeah. Okay. So... They will travel by Porky.
0: But well, I think then. you can get in trouble with unregistered porkies. You can oh, if sure. you get caught. Ah, <laughs>
1: Slither in. <laughs> but like, I mean, it is what it is. I think it's different though. Like if you're traveling within like the country, you know not In all I mean, fairness. I would internationally. Use one illegally, I like, think. Yeah, heck yeah. If you need to. Heck hey. yeah. I guarantee that you've done something illegal while driving. You probably all have. Have you gone a mile over the speed limit? That's illegal. Actually, no. (laughs) (laughs) But. (laughs) Bray Alexander Hamilton said he's perfect. Just in case anybody cares. Honey, we know you are. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's a Ravenclaw, so yes. But um, yeah, like I think that I think that I think it's less of a big deal. Like and it's different, I think right now, because. Yeah. There's so much animosity, but um, I think normally, like, okay, so you're flowing, flowing from Scotland to London, like, big whoop, where if we were flying, fl- or not flewing, port keying, we're port keying. keying from wherever to wherever. But if you're going to, like, say, France or, like, America, that's a bigger deal. Right. Because you're going international, and that's, like, a whole other, like, totally different country, which I guess Scotland and England, but it's, like, all Great Britain. You okay. Know, and wizarding things. Salsa. Awesome. I'm just saying. sorry katie you can go on no tell me tell me what they're gonna do probably the nine
0: two sentences in nope no i'm fine (laughs) they are traveling by porky okay they're just waiting on phineas to report back so that they know that the coast is clear uh quote there was a oh my god this made me so mad as i was reading it There was a flash of flame in the very middle of the office, leaving behind a single golden feather that floated Mm. gently to the floor. It is Fox's warning, said Dumbledore, catching the feather as it fell. She must know you're out of bed. Minerva, go and head her off. Tell her any story. Professor McGonagall was gone in a swish of tartan, which, first of all, that's adorable. But like, as I was reading this, I forgot all about I, I forgot about this whole book. So like. Dumbledore has to like tiptoe. You know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that shows you the severity,
1: yeah, of this woman's interference. Yeah, but like, why? Why does she know that they're out of bed? Like, what tipped her off? Yeah, Maybe, Mrs. Maybe Norris. Mrs. Norris. Yeah, you think so? She, I guess that like, she's in cahoots her, with Phil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Mrs.
3: Norris. You know. Yeah, Dude, I guarantee. See, this is Mrs. why you Norris. can't trust
1: cats. Whoa! Hey, hey, whoa. Uh, whoa. Uh, whoa! 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 <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like some I cats. Like Iggy's really leave. cute. Teddy's also very cute. We,
3: we have Iggy and cute. Teddy Best. figurines. We love those cats. <laughs>
1: we do?
0: Well, of does. <laughs> Aptly named. They're, even their positions are perfect.
1: Just kidding in case anybody thinks I was serious about whatever I said about cats. You didn't even know? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever I trust that, I'm sorry. But realistically... Do you trust your cat like, not to knock things over? You know what I mean? No. No. So, really? Mm-mm. Can you trust them? They they can be cute and all that stuff, but... You, don't know? you can't trust them with that, for sure. Yeah. Anyway.
0: So, Phineas comes back, and he says, Sirius would be delighted to have them. And Dumbledore acts so fast. He gathers them all around his desk and they to use the perky. And as he's counting down, I'm going to mm. read from the book again. It happened in a fraction of a second. In the infinitesimal pause before Dumbledore said three, Harry looked up at him. They were very close together, and Dumbledore's clear blue gaze moved from the porky to Harry's face. At once, Harry's scar burned white hot, as though the old wound had burst open again. And unbidden, unwanted, but terrifyingly strong, there rose within Harry a hatred so powerful, he felt for that instant that he would like nothing better than to strike... To bite to sink his fangs into the man before him
1: can you just yes. explain to me like what happened if i'm being honest
3: no i would i was gonna ask <laughs>
1: It what, kind what of
3: thoughts here so here's what it makes me think okay so we know makes that he
1: thinks so, of rainbows and butterflies and just everything magical
3: so we know that <laughs> arthur has been rescued at this point yeah it makes me wonder if this is dumb. Gosh, darn it. If Voldemort finding out. Mm. But and like, why feeling, is
1: looking at Dumbledore? Cause, Cause everything goes back to Dumbledore. It's like,
3: always Dumbledore. Right. So it kind of makes me wonder if in that moment, Voldemort was thinking it's stinking Dumbledore again, or I've been thwarted
1: again. Like, I wonder, like, you know how he's in Harry's mindset, so, like Harry could see through the Horcrux, da, 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 whatever. Um, could he see like Dumbledore? Like, did Dumbledore just pop into his mind at that moment? Like, his mm. his actual dream was intercepted or interrupted or, or, by the whole Nagini thing.
3: Or do you think this is Voldemort actually looking, realizing, and looking through Harry? Yeah, could be. Because this is the moment where we find out something different.
1: Maybe Don't, this is the moment where, like, he really gets that connection. I but didn't didn't
4: Voldemort not know about the connection yet
1: I don't know I just want to know like why exactly this happened you know what I, know. I mean I, I know like why when looking at Dumbledore did he feel he wanted to
3: I feel like take this is bite. the moment Vinny's also saying this is the moment that he realizes it because So maybe how in the world of- would Arthur have like there's something different this time
1: and how much can Voldemort so, see so of Harry's. Is the, this thoughts. is the moment where he realizes. So like Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like maybe he Voldemort was controlling Nagini and yeah. something went wrong.
4: I don't think something went wrong. Like could wrong he sense per se, sense that
3: Harry was there, if you will?
4: I, I think that the fact that so okay, so the thing is Nagini <sighs> attacks Arthur. Is Nagini gone immediately after that, or is Nagini watching and and reports back, kind of in the connection to Voldemort? How quickly, someone how came. quickly someone came, and that is kind of like a trigger in his mind, saying, clearly something happened here. <laughs> Nobody should have known about this. There's no portraits around. Who would have known that? something happened to Arthur. So clearly there is some other connection and he probably makes the connection that it was Harry because who else would it be?
1: I I would say, but to say like that nothing went wrong. Like Nigini, I don't think was supposed to bite him at all because she says like I'm basically not here for him. Oh yeah, she does it just for insurance, basically. Yeah, so like that was not part of the plan. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) And he moved and I think she got like scared, or yeah. yeah, So so she just, you know, when you're you see those shows where like they're they're doing something illegal. I don't know, killing someone. So let me just consult. Book seven. <laughs> but I mean, I think that like, uh, if he realizes it, like, I wonder if there's just like a moment where like they're connected and he, like Harry saw what Nagini was seeing and what Nagini was doing. I wonder if there's a moment where like Voldemort then sees what Harry sees and sees, uh, Dumbledore like in his mind's eye. You know what I mean? Like the connection reverse for a second. Not reverse. Cause like it goes both ways a little bit.
4: Yes, babe. So, I think that what I was getting confused is I at, at this moment, he doesn't know Harry's a horcrux. That is kind of Who? what I was saying, but I, I was I was right in the sense that voldemort does not know about the horcrux yet he knows of a connection to harry and i think that he thinks that that connection is a thing because of the blood that he took from harry at the end of goblet of fire and that is why he thinks of a connection not because there's a horcrux Mm -hmm. not not because harry's a horcrux but because he thinks that there's some sort of connection now because of the blood that they share
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So like you you think they are like he realizes there's a connection right now. Yes. He just doesn't realize what the actual that it's connection a is. Gotcha. Yes.
3: Mm. Yeah, because he never knows until
4: until the end. Yeah. Yeah. Until it's, it's too late. Yeah. He so I went to Cora, our fave. Cora. Yeah. Um, and someone by the name of Deanna says Voldemort might have thought the connection with Harry came from the blood they shared after he came to full form once again, but that doesn't sufficiently explain the connection prior to this. I think that Voldemort doesn't really always look at the whole picture when it comes to this sort of thing. So in his mind, he makes the connection because of the the shared blood, even though it's much more than that. And we know that, but he doesn't. So perhaps Voldemort thought a form of dark magic kept the two connected. Um, Since Voldemort couldn't kill Harry as an infant, then he must have known there was a reason why. And he certainly wouldn't consider Lily Potter's sacrifice as sufficient to cause Harry and Voldemort to have a connection um, because he doesn't really believe in love. Um, Me either, dude. (laughs) So, so... She then goes on to say, "I think the connection scared Voldemort, though he would never confess it. And I'm sure Voldemort wondered about the nature of his connection with Harry. But I do not think Voldemort would have thought he had created another Horcrux. Why? Because Voldemort was arrogant and powerful, and he believed himself to be above others. And he thought he was one of the few who had dared to plumb the depths of wizarding knowledge about Horcruxes. Voldemort thought too highly of himself. Wouldn't he know if he created another Horcrux? Wouldn't he feel it, suspect it? That's what." Would have gone through his mind if he considered the possibility. Since mm-hmm. Harry lived despite Voldemort's attempt to kill him, and because the rebounding curse caused the temporary downfall of Voldemort, I think Voldemort, stunned as he was by his downfall, spent more time trying to figure out how Harry had defeated him. Right. Sure. Potter as an infant did not cause the complete downfall of Voldemort due to the many other horcruxes in existence, but this surprise defeat is what Voldemort thought about most often. It's what fed and tormented his twisted mind. Voldemort wanted Harry dead. Sorry, this is long, but it's really good. Um, He must have been sure what happened before would not happen again, especially since Voldemort insisted on killing Harry himself. I think Voldemort would have succeeded in killing Harry if he knew about the horcrux. Um, He would have had someone else give the killing curse in the Mm -hmm. Forbidden Forest, and then it would have just been plain Harry Potter there alone before him in the forest, though there was the matter of the wands to consider also. But that complicates things. So perhaps Voldemort would have needed a different wand in addition to the removal of the Horcrux within Harry. So there's just like he could have figured out how to kill Harry had he known about that connection.
1: I think I wonder part of like him not realizing that connection being like Harry, like having part of his soul is that like, so the second that happened, like he no longer has like his actual body and he's just kind of doing whatever, you know what I mean? He's whatever Voldemort was until he like became whatever he was in the goblet before he like fully came back. So like, I wonder if part of him like, he didn't feel like he did before, but he's also like. Completely changed anyways So Mm -hmm. like maybe he's like this is just my new normal (laughs) Where like he You know what I mean like he went through a lot So like it would make sense for him not to feel Or be as whole As he was Pre him trying to kill All of the potters you know
3: Yeah Um, I actually went to chapter 37 Of Order And it's called The Lost Prophecy So this is when Um
1: They lose a prophecy? Yeah. Gotta go find
3: it. Harry's Harry's back in Dumbledore's office, and Dumbledore does part of some explaining. Um, And it's really good, because they actually are talking about this night in this moment here. So Dumbledore says, I believed it could not be long before Voldemort attempted to force his way into your mind to manipulate and misdirect your thoughts, and I was not eager to give him more incentives to do so. So that kind of goes, not to toot my own horn but that ah moment where he finally realized like he didn't think it would be long this is the moment it wasn't very long um mm-hmm. I was sure that if he realized that our relationship was or ever had been closer than that of headmaster and pupil he would seize his chance to use you as a means to spy on me and by spying and <laughs> people love to hate on Dumbledore, but by spying on Dumbledore is to spy and take down the rest mm-hmm. of the wizarding world. Yeah. And that's what people have to realize. It's not yeah. a selfish thing that yeah. he was doing. Yeah. And so y'all can, you know, write your little letters to swish flick cast at gmail.com <laughs> where I will promptly put them in the trash. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm joking, but you can but write not. me if you'd like, but like, that's the thing that I think people forget yeah. Is that, like, it's bigger than Dumbledore's not thinking about himself one person. really. He's truly thinking about like if he the has to be the world. sacrificial lamb. Yeah. For the entire wizarding world, like he's gonna do it. Yeah. And unfortunately, like Harry also needs to be a sacrificial lamb. right? But like part of Harry like I think I think because of the way he was raised and, you know, how uh, how Dumbledore, like, kind of helped, like, and everyone around him, really, and some not even realizing them doing this, they made him into the man that, like, walks into that forest, being like, "All right, like, I, I know I have to die, and I'm willing to do that because once I die, they can kill Voldemort, it can be gone, like, dead, ended, and then it's over." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like, not everyone would be like that, and I think that both both Voldemort or both Dumbledore and Harry are those types of people being like. If I gotta if 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 it means me dying to save all of these people, like I'm willing to do it. Literally, comparing go back to Christianity. That's comparing Harry to to Jesus. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a a tough thing to say and to think and to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, like, think about there's people out there. Think about all those people that like are soldiers. You know what yeah, I mean?
4: Absolutely.
3: That they're
1: willing to die for their country. Um. So- but he Megan. keeps
3: keep oh sorry go ahead.
4: No, go ahead finish, sorry. There's just Are another you, there's another thing that's confirmed later on in order that I want to
3: Okay, I might talk about. we'll see if I touch on it at all. Um I just wanted to read this because it's literally what's going on right now. Um I feared the uses to which he would put you, the possibility that he might try and possess you. Harry, I believe I was right to think that Voldemort would have made use of you in such a way. On those rare occasions when we had close contact, I thought I saw a shadow of him stir behind your eyes. You did. I was trying in distancing myself from you to protect you. An old man's mistake. Harry remembered the feeling that a dormant snake had risen in him, ready to strike on the occasions when he and Dumbledore had made eye contact.
1: Can I just say what um, Bray Alexander Hamilton said? Tell me. (laughs) Dumbledore was on that social distancing game before it was cool. You ain't wrong.
3: (laughs) You ain't wrong. But literally, that is one of the examples is from this night where, you know, he looks into Voldemort's eyes and it's like, he's never felt that before. That's not Mm. a hairy feeling.
4: Mm -hmm. Right. That was was, the Horcrux. It was the Horcrux. Tiffany,
1: it's finally your time to shine. You put
4: that on a dang shirt. I put it on a sticker. Listen, COVID
1: That's not is still shirt. messed up. I our shirt not wear situation. a sticker.
3: Yeah, you can, you can not wear for a sticker long. loud
4: and proud. Alana's going to pull that right off. <laughs> um, Go ahead. There's another part in order of the Phoenix two that confirms a little bit about this night in the chapter about occlumency with Snape. Um, so Harry says, I saw inside the snake's head, not his. I thought I just told you not to interrupt me, Potter. But Harry did not care if Snape was angry. At last, he seemed to be getting to the bottom of this business. He had moved forward in his chair so that without realizing it, he was perched on the very edge, tense as though poised for flight. How come I saw through the snake's eyes if it's Voldemort's thoughts I'm sharing? Do not say the Dark Lord's name, spat Snape. There was a nasty silence. They glared at each other across the pensive. Professor Dumbledore says his name, said Harry quietly. Dumbledore is an extremely powerful wizard, Snape muttered. While he may feel secure enough to use the name, the rest of us, he rubbed his left forearm, apparently unconsciously, on the spot where Harry knew the dark mark was burned into his skin. I just wanted to know, Harry began again, forcing his voice back to politeness. Why? You seem to have visited the snake's mind because that was where the Dark Lord was at that particular moment, snarled Snape. He was possessing the snake at the time, and so you dreamed you were inside it, too. So, just confirmation that Mm -hmm. he did possess Nagini at that point. So, yeah. Bananas, man. Basically. Thank you, Marchismo, Mm -hmm. for pulling that for me. Guys, that was nuts. I mean, it's... Really? A, there's so
0: a, many. Do you wonder why
3: I split these things? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I literally could have split it into Megan and my section and, and it yeah. would have been a great length of an episode.
1: I <laughs> mean, well, we talked about this like realistically lately, like our episodes have been pretty long, but like we're talking potter for three hours on half of a chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah there's he just splits a lot of
0: docks like souls.
1: Oh, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, the Hufflepuff coming pufflepuff in her so dark. Stuff. dark.
0: <laughs> Listen, the other color is black. How many times did I have to
4: reiterate? <laughs> yellow and black, yellow and black.
1: It's black and yellow, is how what? that song goes, if that's what you were trying to do. Yellow and black, yellow and black. black,
4: and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> I do what I want. I yellow do and black, yellow I and black. Want. She's a snack.
0: <laughs> a small snack with big dreams. All right, back to this. Well, do you even still know where you are? Where you I at? do actually. Oh, okay. Cause they I don't. vanish on three with the port key.
4: Oh, I got rhymes. rhyming girl.
0: And they arrive at Grimald Place. So they appear in the gloomy basement kitchen. It's kind of a sad scene. Because you can just see the light from the fire. There's one like sputtering candle and just the remains of one supper. So poor Sirius was just sitting there by himself.
1: Mm. Um, but it's past like midnight, like way past midnight. So like, why don't you clean your dishes, dude?
0: Yeah, I could see Sirius <laughs> living that bachelor life and really yeah, not guess. cleaning up after himself. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, yeah. Vinny also pulled a quote from Half-Blood Prince. You guys. i um, fire. That says he believed he was making himself invincible. I'm sure that he was intending to make his final Horcrux with your death. Yeah. As we know, he failed. Mm-hmm. After an interval of some years, however, he used Nagini to kill an old muggle man, and it might then have occurred to him to turn her into his last Horcrux. She underlines the Slytherin connection, which enhances Lord Voldemort's mystique. I think he's perhaps as fond of her as he can be of anything, except maybe <gasps> Bellatrix. Ooh. He certainly likes to keep her close, and he seems oh to God. have an unusual amount of control over her, even for a parcel mouth. I just had a but thought. But
1: don't we? Hold oh, on. No. We know that he didn't use Frank to create a Horcrux. He used Bertha gave Jorkins, him which the is... the idea. Yeah. But Ber- Bertha Jorkins Frank- was killed before Frank. That's oh.
4: it's true. Well, I don't know. Maybe he did use Frank then.
1: No, she said that it was she's named all of the people that it's Bertha. Um, well, then was she's used. messing up something in here. I just had a thought. Well, maybe they just don't know that it's exactly like they knew that he wanted to, her to be a Horcrux. Yeah, maybe this is them they, just talking and guessing. they don't talking, know that Bertha Jorkins was killed. Yeah. Then and used. Definitely. I don't know.
3: In making Nagini a horcrux, he tied her life to his. Meaning that if he was going to live forever,
1: so was she. Who, Nagini? Yeah. True. Can you literally live forever if you make horcruxes, though? Only I. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I mean, I think theoretically If your horcruxes like work that. Then, yeah You're gonna be like that thing yeah, in like, Spongebob But I wonder, like, if he would turn <laughs> into like, <laughs> What <laughs> Nicholas Flamel was like Like, I mean, he would probably age But, like I
1: don't know But, like, would So, like, would <sighs> I don't, I don't but know. isn't that crazy? I feel like they would eventually die, or like eventually, like he has to use all of his Horcruxes, and he's on his last one. What does he like do? Like he
3: actually, as much as Voldemort could care about something, because he screams. He screams when Bellatrix dies, and he screams when Nagini's head lops off. Because he actually cares about those two things well, in and some like, kind think of with a manner. Nagini,
1: like that's someone. I and I gotta know that relationship. How long and I'm not exactly? Sure if like how long we about. know that they've been together years, you know right. what I mean like decades probably. Um yeah. And like yeah. They've they've got to have some Vinny, I
3: also saw things. I just saw they they found like a banana's old shark. It looks horrific. It's like 300 some years old, 367 year old shark. Ooh. Yeah, and it looks like it's 367. You know. What Does it? It's some old sushi. <laughs> No. Did you did you google it?
4: I am right now. No, just
0: old sushi sounds terrible. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, Katie, keep going cuz I got to go to bed at some point.
0: All right, all right. Never. Um, quick little funny moment in this is creature like runs away real fast and it says that he is hitching up his loincloth and that just made me giggle. Um, and Sirius appears and he looks super anxious, obviously. He's unshaven. He's still in day clothes, so he has not gone to bed at whatever time this is. And he has a slight mundungus-like whiff of stale drink about him. So I can he see him. He is depressed. Yes, I can see him knocking it back by himself yeah. often. This poor guy. Sad. Um, so Sirius is like, well, what's going on? And Fred's like, Fred and George are kind of, they're really on edge right now, which you can't blame them. They're da- they don't know what mm-hmm. the heck's going on. Uh, But he's like, ask Harry. And George is like, yeah, I want to hear it for myself, too. Um, And you can hear Creature's footsteps stop on the stairs outside. So he is eavesdropping, which I think he does often. Um, It was worse for Harry to tell all of them than it was to tell McGonagall or Dumbledore. Um, But he told them everything they'd seen except about... How he was the snake. He made it seem more like he saw it, that fly on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so he thinks that he sees something um, accusatory in Fred, George, and Jenny's looks at him. Do you think that's real? Do you think that's Harry's just guilt? Do you think that's
3: anxiety?
1: Guilt, for sure. Guilt. Yeah. And his, like, anxiety of thinking, like...
3: I mean... They are in kind of, I don't want to say that I don't like their right mind about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they know that can't happen. It yeah. wasn't right, Harry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: really, Poor the Harry. only one that knows exactly what happened at, in this room right now is Ron, because he was there when right. it happened. He was there when he retold it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. <sighs> God, it's just such a tough thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Whatever he's feeling, it does make him more glad that he altered the story. I mean, this kid's dealing with a lot on an everyday basis, especially now. Yeah. Um, So Fred asked Sirius if their mom is there and Sirius is like, she probably doesn't even know yet. The important thing was to get you guys away from Umbridge before she could interfere at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, this is just a huge telltale of just how much she is interfering
4: could she really stop them from going? Yes. yes. But like, what would be the purpose of that?
1: Just because Just be they want it so much? It's probably yes. some rule yes that cruel. she had that
3: mm-hmm. says that and you can't leave Hogwarts unless it's like Easter holiday or Christmas. And or if she stumbles up
0: there, she'll be like, oh, my God, here's Dumbledore helping these kids mm-hmm. do something. Here's some mm-hmm. sort of conspiracy mm-hmm. that's yeah, going on. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like she would twist it to however she needed it to be twisted. Right. Yeah. To fit whatever agenda. Yeah. Dumb, yeah, um, so Sirius guesses that Dumbledore is letting Molly know now. Um, and Ginny's like, We gotta go to St. Mungo's, and Sirius is like, Uh, you can't. And Fred's ticked off, and he's like, We can go if we want, it's our dad. Um, and Sirius is like, How are you going to explain how you knew Arthur was attacked before the hospital even lets his wife know? And George very hotly says, like, how does that matter? And Sirius says it matters because we don't want to draw attention to the fact that Harry's having visions of things that are happening miles away. Have you any idea what the Ministry would make of that information? <clears throat> so I think as per our last episode, I think these visions have been talked about. Whether it's just with mm-hmm. Sirius and Dumbledore or within the Order, it's been discussed.
4: Yes. I just want to point out here for all the people that say Sirius is like a bad father figure. He actually does a really fantastic job of reining them in right here. He does.
1: But I think part of, not saying he's not, not that, but like he's been through this, you know what I mean? And, and he's, he's been through it where he's like, you, you're willing to do whatever it takes when you're in the order, because that's, if it takes your life, like you go you go in knowing that that's a risk. Um, and like, yes, I under, like he gets he gets the totally understands what where they're coming from, being like they want to go and storm and see their dad, because really like he's the very first person. Once he finds out what happens to James and Lily and Harry, he's the very first person that's there. You know what I mean? Like and then yeah. next comes Haggard, and Haggard finds Sirius there. So it's kind of like that's. um compounds on like the then storyline of like Sirius was the one that like told everybody and whatever else um, but Sirius has been that person worrying about his loved ones so he gets it but he also is like you you can't and, and like, it sucks but you cannot go right now you can't go see your dad
4: yeah Yeah, it just just surprises me, like, at this moment in time, how, like, logical he is in this moment. Like, he's very, like, he he just does a good job of basically saying, like, I get it, but we have to wait. Otherwise, all of the work that we've been doing will come to light and, like, will be caught, basically, as undermining the ministry, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. not going to go over well in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah
0: to your point too and I'll read that soon there's a point where Sirius could have flown off the handle and been you know the Sirius we've talked about past for sure Um, but he doesn't so so Fred and George totally look like they could care less what the ministry thinks Um, Ron is still silent he's just very white Um, and Ginny is kind of like trying to reach a compromise she's like well you know maybe we could spin it like someone else could have told us we heard it somewhere else um So here's from the chapter like who said Sirius impatiently listen your dad's been hurt while on duty for the order and the circumstances are fishy enough without his children knowing about it seconds after it happened you could seriously damage the orders we don't care about the dumb order shouted Fred it's our dad dying we're talking about yelled George your father knew what he was getting into and he won't thank you for messing things up for the order said Sirius angrily in his turn. This is how it is. This is why you're not in the order. You don't understand. There are things worth dying for. To Sarah's point. Easy for you to say. Stuck here, bellowed Fred. I don't see you risking your neck. The little color remaining in Sirius's face drained from it. He looked for a moment as though he would quite like to hit Fred, but when he spoke, it was in a voice of determined calm. I know it's hard, but we've all got to act as though we don't know anything yet. We've got to stay put, at least until we hear from your mother. All right.
3: Like, who he could have. That could have
0: lost a it. whole
3: nother direct,
1: direction. And I bet you, like, if it was, you know, two years ago or whatever, straight out of Azkaban. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even mean <laughs> it like that when you said it. He totally, like, Fred would have gotten a fist to his face. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that he's grown and he now, like, everything is, like, a lot more... <laughs> with <laughs> not no but intended it's a lot more serious <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like i mean i i get it from like both standpoints but like serious yeah. has been through it you know what i mean like he's mm-hmm. he's like yeah it's life or death um and yeah it sucks
3: and honestly like he can speak to that because like he went through the first war and it's, it, it is a good reason, and this is part of the reason why Fred and George aren't in the order yet is because they're, they're using their emotions right now where this is a moment that you have to turn them off.
1: Because even think about, like, I mean, and S- Sirius is probably speaking from, well, I mean, we know he's speaking from experience, but, like, he did act on his emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah. When um, he saw that his two best friends were killed. And he you didn't, know what I mean? he didn't he immediately, want the twins, like, to be reckless f- kind of flew off the handle and then did what he did and then he landed in Azkaban for 12 years so maybe that's part of him being like um uh, trying to like sacre like that sacrifice but like make sure that like I don't want you to go through what I do and it's also probably a little foreshadowing to him dying for you know the cause. <sighs>
0: We're going to say something like
4: I was just going to say that I think that this is his experience with Mm -hmm. flying off the handle and having horrible consequences because of it. And just picturing the same thing happening to these children, Um, especially with like the state that the ministry is in right now. Like they don't care that Jenny is 14. Like if she Mm -hmm. shows up, at mungos and says that she knows that her dad was injured before even molly shows up or anything they're gonna be like what do you know we're taking you in for questioning like they won't hold back i mean like look at what umbridge Mm -hmm. does to the kids later on in this book like she's about to use the cruciatus curse on them for information like what makes you think that Umbridge wouldn't show up at Mungo's because Ginny is a student and she's supposed to be in charge yeah Mm -hmm. she's in charge of Ginny so like what would Umbridge do to Ginny and I guarantee you like Sirius understands he understands like the realness of Umbridge like the the threat I get yeah like Mm -hmm. the threat of Umbridge and possible consequences
1: well and I think like I I, it's easy for these kids really to, to not understand how corrupt a government can be. Mm -hmm. And Sirius Mm -hmm. has had 12 years in prison for a crime. Mm -hmm. He didn't commit for, he didn't even get a trial. None of those things. You know what I mean? Um, and maybe in the beginning he didn't really help himself by saying like he blamed himself anyways for their deaths. So, like, him saying, like, I did it, like, you didn't, like, dude, like, you literally didn't kill them. So, saying you did it, you're, whatever, but, like, that's going to throw you under the bus. So, but he's had 12 years, and even now, after the fact, where, like, there are now people being, like, it literally wasn't him, it was Peter Pettigrew, and he's still on the loose and now being told, like, the government's, like, oh, he's still out there, he's the reason all these things are happening. So, like, he really gets it from, like, all sides, where, like, they just don't care. And they don't really maybe realize like how big of a ripple effect it would have if they went right now to St. Mungo's. Yeah. Like Dumbledore would be gone out of Hogwarts faster than you could say like hopscotch. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah. And like, I think that this really is just like the perfect example as to how in this sense, Molly is absolutely for, Correct for not allowing Fred and George in the order, because right now they truly just don't understand the consequences Mm -hmm. of reacting with your emotions in these situations. And they don't they don't really even understand the fact that like Arthur knew going into this, that something like this could happen and how they're reacting to the situation is genuinely what arthur would want them to do but fred and george are reacting like no hot-headedness i need to go in i need to see my dad whereas arthur genuinely would want them to listen to the order
1: um did did when she was writing this did she know she was gonna like kill off one of the twins I don't know because I wonder because he gets because uh, like Fred is the one that's like speaking more to Sirius and so it's almost like Sirius is talking just to Fred. So he's like, you know, there's like some stuff that's worth dying for and both of them both of them die. die during this. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's an
3: interesting point.
1: <sighs> Maybe it's just so sad. It's just so sad. And when I get to it, I'm gonna really cry because I might cry now. So we gotta stop talking to me.
3: <laughs> well, good thing it's your part.
1: Almost <laughs> done. She's oh. like, it's not done.
3: Almost, almost.
0: <sighs> so Fred and George are still they're just glaring at Sirius. Um, I like that Ginny is the first of the Weasley kids to go and sit. She's like, all right, like I, I like she kinda like I think she can see a whole situation. Yeah, she's fired up too. We know she can be hot-headed. Book Jenny's cool, but she's like, you know what? This is the best thing I can do right now. So she goes and sits. That makes Ron go and sit. And then here comes the twins. Finally, sit down as well. Yes.
4: Sorry, Megan. Okay, you're killing me today. Um, <laughs> I think that this situation perfectly shows the Weasley children's. Like personalities and mm-hmm. how they yeah. react to things. Like, Ginny, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you said, like, Ginny is hot headed, but she also sees reason. Mm-hmm. Whereas the twins are much more, I mean, they're not that mature. They are very, like, and, and, like, how they are works great for, like, who they become as adults and, like, how they're entrepreneurs and, like, that's very them. And Ginny, like, jenny goes into like it's just it's just perfect and like ron is just there and that's why he works so well with hermione because poor ron just does not handle emotions well at all and doesn't know how to react to situations and it's just great
1: but like i mean i how how do you react to this situation like like i feel like i'd be more of a ron where it's hard. I I almost I feel like when I get news like this, I almost like shut down. You know what I mean? Like cause you, I I. Well, I also don't like showing my emotions. So <laughs> another I think reason i, would I just be like, like Jenny. I would um, I would
4: like in the moment, like for the first moment, I would be like, no, like I want to go. But then, like one serious talk, I'd be like, uh, I don't want to admit that you're right, but you're right. So I guess I'll listen to you, <laughs> like kind of like that. I feel yeah. like that's Jenny in this moment. You're borderline Fred and George. A little. But Ginny. A little. I'm a combo. Yeah, I'm a combo. I guess it
0: depends on the situation, huh? That's where you need me to talk you down. Yeah.
4: <laughs> As my mom says, I'm her strength and Kate's her peace.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, I am mo- I mostly, um, this is such a Ravenclaw thing to say, but I need all the facts before I can really. Fact super process information like that um it's quite that's a love yeah a very tough thing to do and like i don't know anyways so sirius anyways. has them all drinking some butterbeer mm. and it's like noted like harry really is only drinking it so he has something to do with his hands um because really like his stomach is full of knots and full of guilt like he's just super guilty of like Everything He's blaming himself For everyone being there And that he's thinking Like if it wasn't for him They would all still be asleep But then Arthur probably Wouldn't have been found Because mm-hmm. like He didn't do this So like Even if he hadn't Have had His vision Of like being there This would have Still happened You know um, And, and honestly, Arthur Would not have been found
3: Arthur would have been dead Yeah
1: Yeah So Arthur would not be In the good hands Of people at T. Which
3: she was gonna do anyway Correct But then didn't Correct As we all know, spoiler, sorry.
1: Um, but also, you know, if it wasn't for him, he would, he, he was thinking like, hold on. If it also, hold on. (laughs) That's the second time you've done that tonight. But also if it wasn't for him, Arthur probably wouldn't have been attacked. He's thinking, but then he had to remind himself that he didn't have fangs. He was just laying in bed and he didn't attack anyone. So he's like trying to almost get out of that mindset of like, it wasn't him that did it. Like he wasn't the reason it happened. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know his hands were shaking holding the butterbeer literally so much like he even sloshed it out of the i almost called it a can it's in a bottle um so he's like trying to calm himself down with like his thinking and he was also kind of thinking about like what happened in dumbledore's office where he like looked into his eyes and like wanted to sink his fangs into him and like bite him he wanted to taste you know oh (laughs) (laughs) so he slams the bottle down And then there's, like, a burst of fire in the air. And everyone's like, "Ah!" And a piece of parchment (laughs) fell onto the table. Um, In serious notes, like, oh, that's from Fox. Like, but that doesn't look like Dumbledore's writing. So he's like, it's probably from Molly. So he sends, or he hands it to George to read. And all the parchment said is, Dad is alive. I'm setting out for St. Mungo's now. Stay where you are. I will send news as soon as I can, Mom. Um, Which is, like, re... um, it's like a breath of fresh air, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so he's alive right now, but like, what's going to happen? Cause like, this is a super grave situation, like, um, where they don't, they don't know, you know what I mean? Like he's not out of the woods right now, um, with, with his health. So, you know, Arthur is still alive. And Harry was thinking about how really that sounded like he was on the cusp of life and death. Um, and so it's like, no one is really talking, Harry was trying really hard to get the shaking of his hands to stop, but he couldn't remember really like a longer night than the one he was having right now. Um, and then Sirius kind of suggested that they all go to bed and nobody liked that idea. So they spent the majority of the night just kind of waiting for any news. And really they only spoke to each other, like just to hear like the time and really to assure them that like, if there was any bad news, like they would have heard by then. Um, And they would you know, they would have heard it straight away. Right. Um, And so like really no one slept that night and they just waited. So finally at 510 in the morning, Molly came through the kitchen door um, and she says he's going to be all right. She said her voice weak with tiredness. He's sleeping. We can all go and see him later. Bill sitting with him. He's going to take the morning off of work. Um, And so like as much as like that is a breath of fresh air, like that's still it's just so it's scary. To not be there, you know what I mean? Like that's their dad. And see for yourself. uh it's just hard. Um, and so I'm gonna try not to cry while talking about this because it makes me sad that they have to go through this. Um so Fred like basically falls off his chair. Jenny and George um go to like hug their mom, and then Ron kind of like just downs the rest of his butterbeer. Um, so Sirius and calls for creature to make them breakfast. But he doesn't answer. So Sirius just gets up and he's like, all right, I'm going to start making bacon and eggs for everyone. He like counts and there's seven, seven people there and he's going to make them tea as well. So then Harry like gets up with him to help with the food because he really doesn't want to intrude on this family moment because he didn't really like to think about. he he was kind of like just waiting um, for Molly to just ask him to retell the story of like his vision all over again, and he really doesn't want to have to do that. And so he's barely been able to like even like pick up plates um, to like set out when Molly like takes them out of his hands and he gives she gives him like a giant hug, um, which is what the second real hug he's had probably since he can remember. Wait a minute. Um, and she thanks him because really if it wasn't for him, who knows how long it would have been, be taken someone to find Arthur. And then she also kind of like, lets him know that Dumbledore was able to come up with like a cover story for why Arthur was where he was. So kind of like just to assure like everything is fine. Like, thank you. Like for what you did, like you are the reason he's still alive. Um, and really like, that's not something Harry is comfortable with. He's not comfortable with Molly thanking him. Um, because he doesn't feel like he should be thanked, you know, he feels like this is his fault. And, um, if it wasn't for him, Arthur wouldn't have been attacked and everyone wouldn't have had this horrible night. Yeah. Um, where that's just not the case. And really like, I, I I don't think Harry is used to this type of attention anyways, because he's usually like just always in trouble. You know what I mean? He grew up how, uh, what, 10 years of being the, kid that caused issues and whatever else with the Dursleys.
2: Mm.
1: Um, so, but soon enough, she like moves on to, to um, thank Sirius and she's thanking him for like looking after her kids for the night. And Sirius is like, I'm happy to help. Like, please, if you need anything, you can more than welcome to stay here. It's closer to the hospital or whatever else. Um. And while Ar- Arthur's there and yeah.
3: Well, I like this moment between them because they yeah. don't always see eye to eye. And it just lets you know that, like, at the end of the day, like, they really do care about each other. Yeah, It's just nice to see. Yeah.
1: It's just super sad because I just feel bad for Sirius. Like, part of it is, like, yes, like, they, like, at the end of the day, like, they're part of the order. They're they're both there for the same goal. They both love Harry. You know what I mean? Like, that's their dude. Um, And they're willing to... they they just want to help They have the same end goal But really like Sirius has had like Months of just being alone yeah. um, And so like he's jumping at the chance to like Almost like you know how like a dog gets When like you come home Like Fatsy literally was jumping for joy When Marty came home mm-hmm. um, And like That's his animagus as a dog. (laughs) Um, So she says to him, and this is a quote from the book. Oh, Sirius, I'm so grateful. They think he'll be there a little while and it would be wonderful to be nearer. Of course, that might mean we're here for Christmas. The more the merrier, said Sirius, with such obvious sincerity that Mrs. Weasley beamed at him, threw on an apron and began to help with breakfast.
3: Oh, my God. My friend heart
1: <sighs> it's oh, just it's just like a sad a big moment for their relationship yeah. I think. it genuinely is it's just so it's just gonna be heart-wrenching my mm. heart is going to be ripped out of my body already and stomped all over because like it's just getting real dark and real sad like like i mean cedric dying of course is like very sad but like these are characters like that i've known and loved like not that i didn't love cedric but like uh
4: i didn't really I know mean, him
1: it's different. It just Ugh. is different. Ugh. Yeah. Like I'm literally like crying like reading like about these kids because like I've been there where like you know I get a call like something's happened to like you my have parents to wait. and you have to wait for news or even like other people in my family because they're super obnoxiously close. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like I don't know like I don't know I'm just I'm always like the person that's like sobbing. Like I had an uncle that passed away a couple of years ago who I like wasn't super close with and I didn't really care for him. But like I was close with his kids and my aunt, obviously. Um, and that still like messes me up. Like I feel so bad for them. Yeah. It's um, sad,
0: dude. You know? Ugh. Yeah.
1: Just sucks. You know? Sucks. Yep. Okay. But anyways, I said this is a friendly reminder that it's serious to start for human contact while being in a house alone for so long and also in prison for 12 years. Yep. We know that feeling now with COVID How <laughs> Especially, uh, happy
4: Do you I think don't, he is though That like oh to be there for Christmas too On top of just like other people But like I feel like mostly he's really happy That he's going to have genuinely Harry for Christmas I
1: think part yeah. of it too is like Like I think because like he His animagus is a dog and I drew like Truly think like that's And this is why I'm more of like a dog person I love cats I do but I Love dogs more that, like, they're just so bubbly and they're so excited to see you. And, like, Fozzie is such a great cuddler. You know what I mean? Like, not that he's my dog, but, like, I've known him longer than his dad has. So. Oh, my gosh. It's, am I lying? That's funny. <laughs> it might be by, like, two days, but still. <laughs> little poop. Like, I just, oh, they're just so great. And, like, they just want to be, like, petted and snuggled and, oh, be told they're good boys or girls. You're a good dog. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel bad. I mean, because I I mean, we all get the sense now, really, after this whole COVID quarantine stuff of like what it's like to be stuck in your house. I'm grateful that I was able to see humans I didn't live with because I am an essential employee. But (sighs) I feel bad for people that lived alone. Crazy times. I'm sorry. Genuinely. Like, Crazy times, times. man.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That's the first half. 20,000 hours later. (laughs) Give me some questions.
4: All right.
0: Give me that. Give me that.
4: Lightning the boat round. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I was about to do it, and I was worried I was not gonna remember... How to, do How to do it. Oh, you guys, that I, I want to see everybody's
1: ranks of us. Yeah, give me Nerdiest nerd to ranks. least nerdiest. All let, us, right. let us rank us each other like totally like the group. Like not each individually like Megan thinks A, B, C, D. Katie thinks whatever. You know what I mean? Like let's just collectively think. Again, I think I'm the last one. It's not to say I'm not nerdy, but on the scale of Swish to swish. (laughs) Swish (laughs) to flick. (laughs) Like of the four of us. Just the four of us. Who's the nerdiest? Yeah. I would say you or Megan. Uh,
3: Yeah. (laughs) But who? But we're like nerdy in like different ways. I don't care. Nerdiness. Megan's nerdier than I am. Ooh. Why Why do you say that?
4: I'm the least. So does... Mia. Oh, I don't think Katie is the least. Ooh, I'm, I'm telling, telling you right nerdy. now, Katie is way, way nerdier I, than I I am. think
3: it's Meg, me, Kate, Sasa.
4: <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think Tiffany and Katie are very close. Katie just doesn't always vocalize her nerdiness as much, but it's totes there coming from her wife, I will tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think a thousand percent I, they're all nerdier I than me. we
4: will proudly take the crown. I'm okay with that. <laughs> do you want to
3: know the How many
1: t- well? One of the main wise? reasons
3: why I think you're nerdier than I am because I read fan fiction. No, because you collect pins.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, the role, pins. Pins. the role play is big. The role that is huge. Um, the role play, the fanfic. Oh, they are saying I made the timeline. That is true, but that's just because I need I need my thoughts like, to be orderly. I mean, yeah.
4: I guess that's nerdy, but I feel like that's also just like that's just you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like That's nerd.
4: just something that you do. <laughs> like, you're... I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Tiff
0: might be... I don't know. Just on the, like... If you're going to go, like, classic video game level. Like, I'm a gamer, too. But I feel no, like but Tiff... here's' see, the y'all thing, are gamers. With, way. like, animal but things I don't, I and, like, I think that you guys are Link pretty stuff. tied with that.
4: Because Tiffany is really nerdy with certain games just so as you are very yeah. nerdy with mm-hmm. certain games you guys yeah. just mm-hmm. like different games you don't know the yeah. pokemon
3: stuff well pokemon we have oh, yeah. that in common yeah
4: pokemon and then like katie has always been super into animal crossing yeah nintendo like mario games mm-hmm. whereas tiffany was more like the zelda pokemon oh, i know me some mario don't you worry
1: i know why we just honestly
4: katie and
3: i just played very different mario games though yeah that's the thing
4: like katie was super into like sunshine yeah and yeah. i was never
3: into super mario sunshine at my all super like mario i was galaxy the, the snes
4: games um
3: super know. mario 64 is super Dude, my jam It was a real, really good game though
0: yeah yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like we're all the same
4: level of nerd, but in, but in drastically different, different ways. ways. I mean, we're kind of super nerdy to the highest extent of our houses.
1: But like how <laughs> am I, I mean? like what is super nerdy? I don't think there's anything super besides this podcast super nerdy about me, if I'm being honest. The but nerdy I mean, part of you this is that like is you big party your nerdiness. A, you dissect
3: <laughs> the things that you like. Like yes. Star Wars, like you
1: yes. dissect Bad. I But here's the thing, like, I don't dissect it because I literally don't know anything about Star Wars. But you try to know.
0: But Sarah, anything in life you like, like, you'll take an interest in something and you will take, take an, an interest. interest in it. <laughs> you know what I mean like that's where your nerd comes out yeah and then also you're a science nerd as yeah. Sarah T in the chat just pointed out you'll be like did you know that this yeah. bone connects to this bone that connects to this <laughs> and it does
4: this
3: like and you like, connect nerdy stuff like fantasy nerdy stuff with real life
4: stuff that's oh, your nerd yeah. M- Mia said think about that old school Salem episode like that yeah. was nerdy <laughs>
0: I guess I guess it's true <laughs> oh okay here we go let's see what Marchismo said Uh, Meg details whole Potter universe theme parks plays Sarah chronology chronology um, did Jake
4: get this right (laughs) questions of logic and timeline
0: (laughs) Tiffany well-rounded nerdy multiple fandoms me snacks and kittens and put a wizard hat on your cat (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
4: yeah that's pretty accurate.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I feel I, like part of me with the nerd stuff is just because like I've I've been surrounded with it my whole life. You know what I mean? Like I did watch Star Wars and stuff as a kid because my siblings and my dad love it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I know also I, I'm like the nerdiest, least nerdy person in my house besides my mom. Uh, I don't know.
0: Your siblings are pretty nerdy, yeah. Oh, and I mean that was a huge me. I mean, yeah, yeah, we yeah.
3: played Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> almost every week
1: well we haven't played it We when we were on vacation so we have teams so, so we played literally for months we've been playing Trivial Pursuit but it's been Bridget, my dad and Matt on a team and then it's Tiffany, myself Marty, my mom and Alana technically on the other team but really it's Marty Tiffany and I um, and we won the last time we played and we were going to play it again for my sister's birthday but I was like no we've decided to retire because we won a game but like my brother Matt is rid- ridiculous literally in all fairness why do you know the stupid stuff
3: yeah but they get easy questions and I'm not just saying no they really do
1: but there's also some questions where like my sister won't finish reading it and Marty already answers it It's true. Um, but
4: can we talk about this conversation though and the fact that Brandon points out well we gather for three plus hours to talk about seven pages of a book so (laughs) (laughs) I mean yes I know that this is
1: very nerdy because my other friends that like aren't the Harry Potter people like I didn't know Jen how much of a nerd she was And I was like I'm not really that nerdy She's like you literally have a Harry Potter podcast I go yeah but like nah.
4: <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's the only nerdy thing I do But I mean hey Being a nerd is cool Yeah I'm I not agree. against it <laughs> um, Alright let's get to some Leaning vote questions from some of our patrons That was so, deep, man. That uh, was one of them It sure was well, uh, Jeggy asks you. would you be able to remain calm after seeing Arthur getting attacked like in Harry's perspective would you be no. able to be calm at all um,
1: no uh, I think I'd be really shaken up but like actually yeah. that's a lie I, I think I'd be able to um not super calmly do it but like tell them like the facts and be like we need to like get stuff done and yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I'd be like irritated like harry i think mm-hmm. and like, i'd probably voice so it yeah i'd probably yeah. Yeah. say it though
4: i think i that for sure would
1: say it yeah. i just sure.
4: wonder if i would have been able to decipher that like i did not do like i feel like i would have been able to decipher that i didn't do that i just happened to see that this happened so that's why i would have not been as crazy as Harry was in this moment, because like he was confused on way more levels than he needed to be. Um, And I would like to think that I would understand that, that I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, what do
0: you think, Ted? (laughs) Um, My, like, I think my brain would come to the realization of like being able to like do what I needed to do in that situation. But my body does this thing where it like reacts for me. So like I get very shaky and mm. very like yeah. I I don't know. And then I can't control that even if I'm like, you're good, everything's fine. My body has a different reaction than my brain does.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <sighs> um Kara Lynn asks, we know headmasters essentially teach their portraits to act like you so if you have multiple portraits in multiple locations do you just have to teach one portrait or do you have to repeat the process multiple times i
3: would hope it would be one time and then you could use that and like put it on each portrait you know what i, I mean i
1: was under the assumption that like did you, you just had, say
3: insumption
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <Assumption>. <laughs> that like if you had a portrait like it's not like Phineas is going to, like, see his other self. He's just going to his other portrait. So, like, it's just him going back and forth. I wonder if yeah. there's, like, a personality
3: spell you can, like, pull out, like, a, uh, a memory and just, like, memories. put it in. Um, I feel like,
4: like like Phineas couldn't travel to every single Phineas Nigella's portrait. It just happened that
1: those two were connected. And oh, I yeah, I thought they were. I thought you could. I, I was under the impression that you could go to whatever one of your portraits. Yeah, I thought so, too. Hmm. And like, because he doesn't Ron say in the first book, like, because he gets, um, Harry gets dumbled around a chocolate frog card and he's like, oh, he's gone. And he's like, you
3: can't like, expect ra- him to hang gonna. around all day, can yeah. you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Whoa.
3: Portraits, man.
1: My body's gone. <laughs> Not my the same moment. Good. My body's <laughs> gone.
3: <My> body's gone. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That happened when he was in the library and when I had it on the TV the other day. We're Harry Potter. What happened to his arm? Because it was just <laughs> his arm with the lantern. She was very upset about it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, Isaiah asks, how do you think possession works? Is it legitimacy or is it something different? no something
1: different i think
3: it's something different because legitimacy I think it's something is something wicked this of, way comes. of the minds right <laughs> I think you're it's out of something that
4: wasn't
0: there before
4: <laughs> all right move on because i'm not going to do this <laughs> oh my God. no just kidding um <sighs> i do th- i think that they're different as well yeah um what it is i don't know i think he's literally like um
3: that's also would put it, yo broski i'm gonna like do this <laughs> you, you can't say
1: what i would say because it's probably not appropriate but that's why i changed what i was gonna say i, I know i know exactly what i could see you're thinking um i would say like it's it's like imperio but like i don't know keeper. kate missed it <laughs> sorry um i like this question
4: and sure. I think that we have an answer for it, which is cool. Uh, no. So Kendra okay. asks, why do you think it changed so that Harry started seeing through Voldemort's eyes and his visions, but he didn't in earlier books? Body back.
1: Um, yeah. Well, I, I think gonna... part of that, but I also think like we've talked about him possibly having some seer tendencies. Yeah. So like... I got
3: my body back, body back. Body back.
1: <laughs> I do I sort of my body feel
4: back, like body back, body back. So, sometimes Not when he's on. a flat, quote, fly on the wall he one's is a seer more so and one's a horcrux seeing whereas yeah if he's seeing through yeah. his eyes mm-hmm. that's the horcrux connection yeah they're different yeah. i think we
3: talked about this last episode rather than like we talked about little, yeah. you know seeing frank. something yeah. and then like experiencing
1: it as yeah because we talked horcrux. about it being like is because is, i think you said is he singing it and i was like well no i confirmed you saying it's the horcrux it's the horcrux this time like frank being killed that's the see. seeing mm-hmm. A fly on the wall And actually
3: the second half of this episode We get to talk About what Tonks says That really Solidified it for me
1: oh, Tonks, Watcha. another one Gone oh, too Tonks. soon R.I.P.
4: Um, Chelsea asks If you were a Weasley Would you have blamed Harry for what happened to Arthur? No, no. Uh, no. Absolutely. I think that and they all don't of
1: that is in Harry's head. Yeah. I wonder though, like because I don't remember, I won't lie. How do you, does Percy do we see him react to his father being hurt?
3: No. I don't I, I so. wondered that. Gosh. I don't think we when do we see him? Because like I
1: feel like in, in my life, if if something, God forbid, something like this happened, um and I wasn't speaking with my parents, like this would make me speak to my parents. Mm-hmm. I
4: don't think So do we see him in six Mm. Percy I think so When do we When do we see him
3: Because I know we see him in seven At the ministry when they're going for the locket They go into the same lift He turns red faced and then walks out Promptly at the next stop And they don't say anything and that's when Arthur turns to Harry As Harry's uh, Polyjuiced into what's his face Run corn There it is yeah, I don't know if we see him in six. We may mention him. Uh, you could probably look up Percy's character and then see the the book at the bottom. Anywho, go to the next question. Sasa's looking this up. Okay.
4: Um. Let me see. Uh...
3: Ah, okay. Percy and the minister come for Christmas to talk to Harry in Half-Blood. That's right, because... Uh, oh that's right yeah
4: that's whenever the minister like asks harry to like work with him right and harry's yeah like, mm, he's like i don't know
3: yeah i'm not telling lies bro don't you remember last year
4: um this oh. is a fun question from tori she asks oh. how would you announce the message dumbledore gave phineas give us your best phineas impression
1: Hold on, before you go on, I just want to say, I did see, like, Percy Weasley was the only member of the Weasley family who did not visit Arthur due to his estrangement to them at this time. Uh, as yes. he coldly returned his mother's jumper present unopened without so much as a note asking about his father's condition. Yeah, um, it's rough stuff. That's pretty... Per, I mean,
3: Percy's yeah, going yes. through it, you know?
1: I don't know. I, I, I just, I have different relationships with my parents. I would never do that, but that's just me. I don't know. Oh, that's tough. It's It's tough.
3: Uh, Can you repeat your question? Because I don't
4: remember. Announce the message Dumbledore gave to Phineas. Give us your best Phineas impression. Sure. Got it. Ready? Yeah, go. Serious.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Dumbledore wants me to tell you that something happened to the redhead oldest (laughs) Weasley the rest of the children will be arriving with the Potter boy and the not the (laughs) mudblood oh my
0: god he doesn't know about the
1: mudblood I personally think he probably flat out was like hey (laughs) now Arthur Weasley was attacked and uh, his kids and Harry are coming over I think I'd
3: I channeled Jim Dale. <laughs>
4: I kind of feel like he would lazily be like, "Serious, <sighs> serious." Nope. Guess nobody's home. I'm gonna nope. go. My and then, heck. like, Sirius would come running and be like, "Oh, you made it." He probably now was like my poor excuse for a great great <laughs>
1: grandson.
4: <laughs> What's Arthur up? Arthur Weasley's been hurt. The kids, <laughs> the, kids <are> <laughs> the kids are coming.
1: The kids are
4: coming. The kids are coming.
1: Well, he's, he probably doesn't he have to ask him. Can the kids come? Do it like a valley girl. Ta da.
4: Yeah. Like, yeah. are girls coming?
1: <laughs> Arthur's like her. Like,
0: like and, can uh, you even believe it? His kids oh God, are going to come like here real soon. Like,
3: like, like super oh soon. God. I guess there was like, there was like some kind of like really big snake, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's like,
2: yeah. <"Ew." laughs> <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <sighs> All right, let's do. Two more? Two more? Sure. Two more. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
3: Um, Gee, many Christmas. That's a long time recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My foot's asleep, in case anybody cares. My
4: butt is asleep, so. My back off. Brandon also. or Ralex- Alexander Hamilton asks, <laughs> do you think that Harry would have been able to kill Nagini or not because of the whole both Horcrux thing that stopped
1: moldy oldie foldie? I think it depends on what he used. Like, if he used yeah. no, something th- that could kill a Horcrux, for I sure. I mean, we
3: see Voldemort does it to Harry.
1: Yeah. But I wonder if that's different because it's Voldemort it killing his soul. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's all the same. Like, I think that, like, so say Tiffany is over there making all these Horcruxes. You know what? over no. here trying to, like, destroy them. Mm. If I wasn't using something that, like, could destroy a Horcrux, I wouldn't be able to destroy them, but if Tiffany like decided to destroy her own Horcrux, it would be significantly easier in my head canon. because okay. she made it. You know what I mean?
3: That's completely fair. I think.
4: Yeah. Uh, last one. Sarah T asks, "Can you switch a Horcrux vessel?" Thinking about Voldemort making something else a Horcrux, then changing it to Nagini. I feel like I'm it would be say too no. fragile. Yeah, I don't think you know what I'm can. saying. I think
1: it's going to be too intrinsically tied to it's whatever be... you turned into a whole crux. Like it
3: latches Ooh. on and puts roots
1: down, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like a super I'm into glue, that.
3: not an Elmer glue. Like yeah.
0: like like, wood, yeah. like yeah.
1: Velcro but glue inside the Velcro, you know, cuz like Velcro It's like
3: st- like sticks. like a puzzle piece-ish. Yeah. Like ah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What about a zipper?
1: Oh, a zipper. Yeah, those break. <laughs> oh i mean they Sounds can. like they you've had bad experiences. experiences with zippers i do i, I will say experience. my favorite jacket that i still wear like fall and winter times i really need to get rid of it but it just, it's really comfortable but the zipper it doesn't zip up anymore and there's also some holes in the sleeves but you know i like it so is
0: it your sunday jacket i
1: don't know what that means because it's holy <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah>.
4: Kate, <laughs> but It's like nice. It's not like your it time to hood, tell a joke yet.
1: And it's got nice pockets. I'll um, tell you about nice pockets. And it's big enough that I could even put a sweater. So I've been known in the dead of winter to just wear this thin jacket with the sweater um, under it. All right, it's my life. Those are these questions. Actually, we're talking about your jacket. It's my jacket. Started all jacket, my jacket podcast. Jacket. Oh, my jacket. I have a it's nice just jacket. A great. It's also from Ireland in case anybody doesn't care
4: about it Oh my gosh Uh, Fan story Fan Fan
2: story
0: (laughs) This week's fan story Iggy's stoked about (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be Iggy's fan story (laughs) Comes from Erica Hi, I'm Erica, I'm 23 and a proud Hufflepuff What up, Katie? Yay third or nothing yes and Thunderbird bird she didn't add this in but what up me again for a second
1: i'm like why did you say what up katie when like her name is erica then i realized that's what she wrote <laughs> and it's time for me to go to bed yep. my
0: patronus is a chow dog wand is that's 10 cool. and a quarter inches rowan wood dragon heartstring which i find weird me being a hufflepuff no that's cool and is slightly springy flexibility I found your podcast in December 2018 and binge listened to where I am in my reread. So I'm at chapter 11. Ding! I'll do that for you. In Prisoner of Azkaban. I started reading That's the books so in seventh ago. grade, but my teacher made me hate reading because we had to keep those reading logs. I had, <laughs> <laughs> I had to read so much. I read up to Prisoner of Azkaban. Apparently, they weren't high enough level for me, so I never finished reading the series. I've watched all the movies and loved them. My reread began last summer when my anxiety and depression were at their worst and I became suicidal. What helped me through was watching and reading my favorite shows, movies, and books. My go-to movies and books for when I'm was when i depressed are Harry Potter and Alice in Wonderland. They put me in a whole different world that distract me from my own head. I'm so thankful for the world JK has created. And like you all always say, Hogwarts was there for me and welcomed me back into a world I was thankful for and wanted to continue living in. After my Alice in Wonderland sleeve, I will be working on some Harry Potter tattoos on my other arm because both of these bring bring me so much joy and remind me to keep fighting and live my life. My favorite quote is from Dumbledore. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. That has got me through some bad times. I also want to thank... Thank you all for helping me. I love listening to you guys. My boyfriend, not really a Harry Potter fan, always catches me listening to you guys because my phone connects and I always listen in my car. And he said, sounds like girls just hanging out, having fun. And I said, yeah, that's why I love it. Always having a good time talking about Harry Potter. Thank you so much for being there for me and keeping me company in my time of need. This group is amazing, filled with awesome people. Thanks for creating such a welcoming environment. Again, thanks so much for all you ladies do and all the hard work you put in. With all the love, Erica, and don't let the muggles get you down. P.S. I'm that person that gets everyone to do their Pottermore quizzes. I made my boyfriend find mm-hmm. out his Pottermore info. He's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Wild Rabbit Patronus, also a Thunderburned. Wanda's Aspen with Unicorn 10 and 3 quarters with reasonable, supple, flexibility and is very supportive of my nerdiness of Harry Potter because it makes me happy even though he really isn't into it. He has read some and will watch the movies when I have them on. That's a keeper.
1: Yep.
4: That
0: That's is. That's awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your story. Yes, absolutely. Thank you.
4: Coming from foreign nerds always support the nerdiness. Yes.
3: That's right. That's and if right. you don't get out. That's also one of my favorite Dumbledore quotes too, by the way.
0: Yes. And I'm glad that you have Harry Potter, and Alice in Wonderland. Those are two wonderful worlds to just
4: escape. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Katie, give me that joke. All right. I marked it. I just got to find it on this page.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Joke joke. time. Joke time. Joke time. Oh, yeah. I like jokes. All right. Ready?
0: Yep. Why are essays so hard to write at Hogwarts?
3: Because Snape assigned them.
0: Nope. Because spelling counts.
3: Oh, Uh. my goodness. (laughs) Oh, I really like that one. (laughs) Oh, goodness.
4: Um, Hey, Megan. Yeah. Where can you find us? Well, hold on. I wanted to say who won the house cup this episode. Oh, was it a Um, snake? Probably. It's Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <gasps> whoop, 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 whoop. Well, congratulations, Ravenclaw. You won the House Cup today in oh. our Discord. Claw, claw. Oh,
1: my God. You guys are crazy. <laughs> all right, let's,
4: uh, all right. let's so finish this off and go to bed. Find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and also join our Facebook group at Swish and Flick Podcast Group. We're on Twitter at Swish Flick Cast and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can follow your hosts, myself and Katie, are on Twitter and Instagram at Family. You can also follow Tiffany on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, If you want to join in on our amazing Discord fun that we seem to have literally every week... You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast to gain access to Discord and participate in the House Cup. You can get sorted. You can go to Herbology class and pick your... Prone is it pronoun? Why am I blanking, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. I don't know why that was so difficult for me. <laughs> um, so you can go to herbology class, pick your pronoun. You can go to the recording chat and chat with us while we record the come and go room, the recap room, the what? Listen the rah rah rah, rah recap room, and also listen to us live while we record. And it is literally so fun. So um yeah, if you are interested in joining, come and support us on Patreon. We appreciate it. Is it fun? It's so, is it fun? Fun. It's I so fun. fun. I didn't have any fun. I will say this for
1: everybody. Like if we made some Hamilton jokes in here, it was because oh, yeah. we had a Hamilton chat pre-recording. We did. And that's why I was Peggy through half mm-hmm. of it. And nobody knows that I was Mariah through the second half. The Gryffindor in, the in me is really was... upset
3: that the rules weren't
1: followed. I'm never going to get over this.
4: <laughs> the rules were followed. They, were, they were not.
1: They were no. There are no. Uh, what there are no laws when you're drinking white claws. I've never drinking white claws. <laughs> Ain't <again>. no <laughs> ruleys when you're drinking Trulies.
4: <sighs>
1: Tiffany, s- as no.
4: Marcus says,
1: make the appeal for more Gryffindors to join Discord. And what? So Brandon can if we're drinking all likes? Corona <laughs> seltzers, we're <for> social distancing. <sighs>
4: The points do matter. I want to win.
1: I mean, really, like.
4: My goodness.
1: I don't know if they truly do.
4: So
3: Katie and I and some other friends. Shout out to Carrie. (laughs) uh, And Jess. We're starting a new workout program on Monday. And we're going to get so swole swole so swole
0: you know what meg said to me the other day what (laughs) what it was so i just started working out again okay it was my first day working out she didn't believe me that i got up early to work out first of all (gasps) she's like you were you worked out this I was like yes she's been texting me
3: in the morning i can vouch i
0: showed her my watch i had proof and she, she looks at me and she goes you don't look swole.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maggie. What a nice wife you have there. Uh, Lordy. Funny.
4: Love you. Love you, oh, too. Oh, my
3: gosh. No, but it's it's been good. We've been texting in the morning and just basically, like, forcing each other to get up and out of bed. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, I'm um working from home. It's pretty wild. No, I'm learning a lot of new things. Sometimes it feels like too many new things. And by sometimes, I mean all the time. <laughs> and, yeah, so it's just, it's it's tough for me to sit that long and look at a screen. But um, I'm getting out and I'm walking a lot more. And so Fozzie Bear's loving that. Um, what else am I doing? Just getting ready for the school year to start pretty much. It's so weird. But, but I'm trying man. to trying to stay positive about it, and um yeah. I have not read. I've not played a video game. Redid my office. still continuing to do that, but it looks good. It does look good. It, it feels good beautiful. up there. Like I feel very calm up there. So we'll see. I do want to make sure that I read though because i really want to finish that book because i really really like the eye of the world and i
1: literally was like what book are you talking about
3: i know it's been that long i mean, i, I really like, haven't read I've too li- much either i've literally not read since vacation
1: I and that's the chapter that i w- was reading on vacation That's like, to me is two like, days ago <laughs> i had one page left
3: <laughs> i need to take time to do weeks. that like i take time to work out i need to take time to like read too.
1: I think what's just more important is like just you gotta decompress you know what I mean like that yes. sometimes like for me decompressing like I might be reading a book or I might read something online or I uh,
3: sling heavy iron when I'm trying <laughs> to decompress
1: but like you, you do that only <laughs> awesome. in the morning you know what I mean like decompress it like the end of the evening you might Still just want to snuggle with Martin. no I'm not saying it's not a bad thing I oh. think it's good I'm saying like for me my decompression mostly needs to happen at night yeah so snugs Sh- Sh-
3: with mart dog. Yeah. Are always Shnugs. good. Shnugs. But yeah. guess, well, snugs. But I get slither snugs.
1: Sometimes I get nothing because I'm single and live at home
3: oh my with my parents. All right, Megan, what are you doing? <laughs> Actually, Megan and I uh, spitballed today for some fun merch ideas. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Swish has a lot going on currently. So um, there's just a <laughs> lot that we're working on and uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah
4: merchandise different like different ideas for like limited edition limited run merch with donations to like different voting organizations for the fall like i really want to like pump up good organizations that help mm-hmm. promote voting in areas where for some reason they make it difficult um just trying to like do our best we just want to do we just want to do some good basically this fall coming yeah. up we want some some fun new merch that is for a good cause um mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to do that with like covid still being a thing and it being difficult to put new things on our website so just coming up with new different ways um shout out to the people who ordered our pride t-shirt and have been so patiently waiting for it to ship because i finally sat down and ordered them so those will be coming to you shortly um but just like trying i mean my mom left today after being with us for like over a month which was fantastic and i miss her dearly already um but now we're just trying to like figure out our new schedule of like what we're gonna do because kate and i are still both just like doing our own thing working from home trying to work on things for swish trying to work on things for us and um it's just been a lot lately there's just a lot going on in all Mm -hmm. aspects of Our life, and there's going to be a lot of um, new things on the horizon, and I'm super excited about it. So, yeah. Basically, I need. It's been it's been nice to, um, like, not that there's any excuse as to why I never got my steps in when we lived in Ohio, but. We didn't live in the best neighborhood, so, like, when I would get home from work, like, I was not stepping out of my house to go on a walk when it's going to get dark in an hour. So, like, being closer to Disney and Universal and, like, having those places available to us to just go at 7 o'clock at night and get our 10,000 steps in um, has definitely been helping me with staying active. So, mm-hmm. um, it's hey, been really it motivates nice
0: to you, motivate you, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
4: I, I just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's something that motivates me to get up and get my steps in, stay active. I want to start working on my nutrition. I hate working out, it's just I, I don't love it. It doesn't make me feel good when I do it. I hate being super sweaty, which I know people are probably like, why did you move to Florida? But like, <laughs> it's just not my thing. Uh, and so I just really want to focus on nutrition and getting my steps in and maybe swimming. And those are going to be the things that like are going to hopefully help me stay active so it's just trying to figure out I just need to figure out my new life schedule you'll get there yeah I talked for a long time sorry oh, you're fine
0: <laughs> also figuring out a new life schedule and trying to stay active honestly that that's my life right now you've
3: been doing so well I'm so proud of you thank you you're welcome I appreciate it <laughs> so have you
0: thanks we've all been doing well in life
1: Let's do it. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Sasa. I'm um, literally am doing nothing. School is about to start. You're not literally doing nothing. What did you do? That's so For true, the past Sarah. few days. I've just been nothing. painting a lot, and it's a pain in my tookus.
3: <laughs> it's a pain in your brush.
1: Painting's hard. I've painted a lot. Painting is hard. Um, and I'm not... I'd say I'm halfway not even know if I'm halfway done um you're almost
0: there what all are of you the, painting
1: everything upstairs is being painted except wow. for my room um so I painted the entire big room in the hallway there's a little bit more I have to paint I have to paint by the door to our attic like all of that needs to be painted um I primed everything like all of the trim like um, the door jams, the doors, the window sills. That's all primed. and going to be painted white. Um, I painted what was Matt's room. I primed that. I've painted that blue. I primed everything in there. There's like a little built-in bookshelf that's primed. It's going to be painted white to match the trim and the doors. Um, and then Bridget's going to move into Matt's room. And then I'm going to take over her room and paint all of that. So like, prime uh I don't know if I'll prime the walls but I'll definitely prime like the door jams and stuff because I'm going to paint all of that white paint her windowsill white she's got built-in kind of shelves that I'm going to paint white and then I'm going to paint her room and I'm going to turn that into like a little office space um but it's like never ending like I spent what's today Thursday I spent Mondays Monday and Tuesday pretty much all day painting both days because I've done it like all myself um, and then my mom told me I wasn't allowed to paint anymore on Tuesday cause I looked exhausted. So I painted today. <laughs> so I like did my laundry. I made my bed this morning. Um, and like last week, like I was working out all week and then like this week I literally painted. So I that, have not worked out. That is a workout. <laughs> um, so today I finished painting the room, the, my brother's old room, um, in the color that my sister picked out so that, the wall color is all done. I just had to go in and paint that windowsill white, paint the built in bookshelf white, um, do the doors and her door jams and stuff. Um, and then I have to do a second coat of the paint in like the big room. And there's like some touch up I have to do. And then I'm not, my mom won't let me paint the bathroom because she doesn't trust me, which is fine at this point. I'm like, go ahead and paint it yourself. I don't care. Um, so yeah it's like a huge project um and i don't know why i decided to do it the week before school started because that's now what my mind is on when it should be on like focusing on like getting this class done and start all started really and then figuring out nursing school and all that stupid stuff that's just fun but not fun at all so i'm just tired just tired i thought you were doing like a lot more than nothing yeah i thought you were
0: doing literally nothing yeah (laughs) i know
1: i know It feels like i mean i know i've gotten stuff done because it looks great like the color like we painted the big room and like the hall and everything upstairs like they all have seen it so they know what i'm talking about all of that is gray bridget picked out a blue for the room i picked out another gray for the her room which like i very much like I want all of this stuff done, like, yesterday so I can, like, move in and, like, have a space so I could, like, if need be, record there or, like, can do my schoolwork in there and I can move my desk out of my room and, like, have more space. Um, But everyone else is not as, like, go, go, go as I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Aries... Ugh, it's No like, I get it
4: that can be really frustrating.
1: <sighs> and so like then my mom's getting mad at Not mad at me but like I'm getting mad because there's like stuff Everywhere and I'm like I just need Them to like all I wanted them to do was like Put some stuff in some bins um, And like they have anxiety About it which is like I'm not trying to judge them I have my own horrible anxiety whatever But like I also like I'm not I'm literally just asking you to like move things For me um, and right. they did for about 15 minutes and then I had to do everything else so I'm like, if stuff gets broken or if it gets paint on it, I'm like, I can't help it. Yeah. But I mean, it's cool. I, I really like the color so far, and I've done a better job than I thought I was going to do. Although there is paint on the carpet, but that's eventually going to get torn up. It's probably like 20 years old, if not older. I was okay. like, I don't care. She's like, we're going to get rid of it eventually. And I was like, I'm glad you don't care because it's definitely on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Jen yeah. says between
0: the furniture assembly and painting, you could start a business.
1: Oh my God. And then I was like thinking, I'm like, I really am. Like, did Bob the Builder, did he ever paint? Like Handy Mandy, he painted, I bet. He built stuff. I like that show. It's another kid's
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> Sasa, general contractor.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's still there's still things I have to build. I have a filing cabinet I have to put together. I just haven't gotten it upstairs. I'll wait till like all that stuff is moved and I'll bring it upstairs.
4: I ordered a filing Fine. cabinet and it came assembled. I was very surprised when that box no, showed no. up on my doorstep. I this was like, oh, nice surprise.
1: <laughs> no. No, because I built a treadmill. I built a bike. I'm going to build a filing cabinet. I don't I've built so many things. I've painted so many things. I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I can understand. <sighs> I just need a little break. I just need to nap for 80 years, but I have to work this weekend, so I won't be able to nap till next weekend.
3: Well, let's go to bed then. Um, <laughs> yeah, just for me to
1: come back in, what, 10 hours? Hey, Not even.
3: it is what it is. Um, so I read earlier in the chat what this episode should be for, and I think it was pretty accurate. This is for Brandon and Bob's shorts.
1: Yes. Um, I think it's Brandon and Bob's apron because he's pretty bad. It's apron Bob's shorts. Thing. This no. whole thing
3: is Bob's shorts. <laughs> no. And that's how we're going to end it. Thanks, Brandon. Oh, man. Cool. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps>
1: I want a feast. I want a bean feast. Alright. Literally so annoying. Get out of my life. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, welcome to uh Swishy Flick B This
3: is from Veggie Tales. It's a personal song. <laughs> he said to her, I'd like a cheeseburger. <laughs> but I might like a milkshake as well she said to him i can't give you either and he said isn't this burger bell she said yes it is but we're closed now <laughs> but we open tomorrow at 10. he said i am extremely hungry but i guess i can wait until then because <laughs> you're my cheeseburger my yummy cheeseburger <laughs> I'll wait for you. Oh yeah, I'll wait for you.